From the Notgraphs Memorial Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, that is Dion Warwick, Elton John, Gladys Knight, and Stevie Wonder. I am David Temple, and this is Fangraphs Audio. Regular listeners to Fangraphs Audio might recognize my voice from last week's Monday edition of Fangraphs Audio with managing editor Dave Cameron, in which I filled in for Carson Sestouli in his absence. Regular listeners will also note that Carson Sestouli is back this week, and therefore I should not be present on this podcast. But last week I had plans to record and publish an episode of Fangraphs Audio in which I talked to past writers of the sister site, we'll call it, of Fangraphs.com, Notgraphs. Uh, I, as you may know, was a contributor to Notgraphs uh, for a while before its demise, and Sestouli turning the helm over to me uh, for the week seemed like uh, an ample time to both catch up and in some cases meet for the first time uh, various Notgraphs mainstays. The goal was to publish this episode last week, but uh, toward the end of the week, my uh, water heater in my home uh, decided to to die. Uh, in the words of popular 90s band Citizen King, the bottom dropped out. And uh, that is something I have had to deal with. And so therefore, this episode of Fangraphs Audio has been delayed and is now crossing over into Sestouli territory. But I have, it on good authority from Sestouli himself, that uh, it is okay that I publish this episode. This is an episode of Fangraphs Audio that I am titling the Notgraphs Reunion Extravaganza, in which I talk to five previous Notgraphs writers uh, about the demise of most likely our favorite place to write and our favorite website to read, uh, fangraphs.com slash not. It has been approximately 280 days uh, since the death of Notgraphs, and since I have no power uh, over the website uh, to resurrect it, uh, I decided that the next best thing to do would be to catch up with some of my friends. Uh, some, some of my friends whom I've met in person and some of my friends who I've, I've only known digitally. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, people who are important to me and uh, people I wanted to talk to and that I would like to share with the greater Fangraphs Audio audience. Uh, although Dame Perry does not appear on this episode, uh, the standard Dame Perry uh, disclaimer uh, does apply here. Uh, if you are looking for uh, cutting-edge and top-notch baseball analysis, uh, p- please turn this episode off. Uh, you, well, you can certainly listen to it. Um, if you are not a regular reader of Notgraphs, a lot of it may seem foreign to you, but you can still listen uh, if you choose. If you are looking for top-notch baseball analysis... I would suggest you listen to other episodes of Fangraphs Audio, uh, for instance, those that include uh, the previously mentioned uh, managing editor of Fangraphs, Dave Cameron, or perhaps uh, those that mention, uh, or those that feature, excuse me, uh, lead prospect analyst Kyla McDaniel. Uh, those are wonderful episodes in which baseball is analyzed. Uh, this is not one of those episodes. This is an episode in which the death of a subsection of a website that very few people read uh, is analyzed. Uh, I will talk to, uh, in no particular order, actually maybe perhaps in the exact particular order, uh, former writers of Notgraphs, Mike Bates. I will talk to Jeremy Blackman. I will talk to Bradley Woodrum. I will talk to Robert J. Bauman. And I will talk to Patrick Dubuque. 
Some of these interviews, I will admit, uh, ran a little bit long. This will be a long episode of Fangraphs Audio, but if you were an avid reader of Notgraphs, I would suggest sticking through it uh, for the long haul. As former writers uh, reminisce about their time writing, uh, we discuss uh, some of our favorite articles that uh, both the authors themselves have written and that other authors for the website have written. Uh, We catch up a little bit uh, with some people, figure out what people are doing, uh, where they are, what they're up to. Uh, But all in all, it is an an aimless conversation uh, with five generally sad people and myself. So six, six generally sad people. Even this intro is going long, so I uh, apologize for that. What is it? It's the Notgraphs reunion extravaganza on Fangraphs Audio. Who am I? I am former Notgraphs writer David Temple. And it. what does it do? <laughs> it begins right now. I guess I will. Okay, we're going to uh, pretend like you just picked up the phone, okay? Okay. Mike Bates, how you doing? I'm doing good, David Temple. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for asking. Uh, now, a little uh, inside baseball here. Uh, I don't know exactly in which order these will be strung together in the podcast episode, but I will say for a fact that you are the first uh, guest for this Notgrass reunion extravaganza. You want to say extravaganza? I, I want to say extravaganza. I'm also really excited about the experiment of going first. Yeah, I mean, you're not really a guy who's usually picked first for anything, right? <laughs> I, I mean, it's been a while. Right. I mean, and, you know, so now you benefit from uh, just asking to go first or, ask, yeah. you know, just asking for the soonest time. So I mean, often I'm, I'm the first research subject in scientific experiments just because uh, yeah. who cares, you know, just do whatever. Right. Well, I mean, if you're going to set up a base, you know, or like a, like a control. Right. Uh, then you want something that's totally the opposite of a control, and that would be you. Yes. You are unlike most human beings. Just inject me with whatever. Exactly. Uh, So we are um, here as part of the uh, Notgrass Get Together uh, slash extravaganza. Um, You said that you wanted to talk to me, so now we are doing that. This is going to be part of a podcast. Uh, So I'm going to ask you. You have my permission to use my voice. Yes, good. Good, I needed that on record. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask these questions in the order in which I've written them down. Question number one, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, uh, not sick. That's good. Um, you still uh, live in Iowa, is that correct? I do. I do live in, in Iowa. Iowa is, hang on one second here. I'm just checking something. Yep, still a state. Okay. Still a state. Uh, and uh, we we get a full 67% of Major League Baseball games broadcast to us over MLB TV. Yeah, I was uh, going to ask you about that, and so I'm going to interrupt you to do so. Um, okay. You have been keeping track of – so you live in Iowa, and uh, you you try to watch baseball games uh, via MLB.tv. Um, you are blacked out. Let's see if I can name them all. Uh, now, this is not counting ESPN or MLB Network blackouts, but right. uh, just traditional blackouts. You are blacked out from the White Sox – the Cubs, right. uh, the Brewers, the Twins, the Royals, and the Cardinals. You are right on, brother. That nailed is forty percent of the league. Yeah, and you can't watch any of those games because theoretically, or twenty percent. I'm sorry, twenty percent of the league. Right, right. Because uh, theoretically, you could get all of those teams on broadcast television. Is that 
You you were you were mentioned in a Rolling Stone article about this. Yeah, uh, no, Eric Malinowski wrote that, uh, and it was great. Uh, the the we can get uh, it where I currently live, which is Cedar Rapids. I think two of the regional sports networks in question um, through cable. I imagine if we got Direct TV, I mean, then played for their regional sports packages that had run somewhere around two hundred extra bucks a year. Uh, we could get all those things, but um, instead we have. Uh, but for MLB TV, uh, they just black out all six teams uh, on the theory that uh, those regional sports networks might reach me someday. Okay, so theoretically, if you're a Royals fan, you could pay Comcast, Charter, Cox, whatever you have down there, um, a bunch of money to get what the equivalent for me would be Fox Sports North. Is that yeah. correct? Okay. Well, I, I think I think the only two I have are the White Sox and maybe the Cubs. Okay. I'm not 100% sure, but there are only two. Okay. And your favorite team is the Minnesota Twins. So I how do you watch how do you watch the Minnesota Twins? Illegal. Assume that nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> uh, I use an app through uh, Google, okay, uh, or through uh, you think Google's Chrome. the internet, don't you? You're an old <laughs> yes. person. I, I'm an old person. No, through <laughs> through Google Chrome, uh, I use uh, what's it called? Ola, I think it is. Ah, I believe. Uh, I don't know if he wants to get outed for this, but I believe a certain tech grass writer recommended that to me, and then I recommended that to you. I think you did. Okay, and that works okay for you. It works great. Uh, how far behind is it from, let's say, actual? Game you know, I don't know for sure. Probably at least a minute. Okay. So, but you're not maybe necessarily following on Twitter or anything not like that? Not always. Okay. Not always. Because even for me, when I watch my beloved Houston Astros, which I can totally watch legitimately and not illegally like you, <laughs> um, it, it's still quite a bit behind, uh, th- even up to like 30 seconds at some point, which is crazy considering I'm not going through some sort of VPN. Right. Um, but I guess that is uh, what they call first first world problems. It is. Um, because I'm just glad I can see my team, even if it's for, the blackout is bullshit. Right. Let's talk about that team. Um, the Minnesota Twins, they are uh, currently not in first place in the AL Central because the Kansas City Royals are, and the Kansas City Royals appear to be against all odds a, a, a good baseball team again this year. I don't um, think that's against all odds. I think they are actually a good baseball team. They put together well, I, a really I, good I, squad. Right. I, I think maybe what I was saying is that um, they weren't projected to do as well. They, huh. they were projected to regress quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and it seems that uh, their uh, their defense is still top notch, and their bats have not regressed as as much as people think. Um, so it looks like they're probably gonna gonna stick there um, yeah. based on based on their gameplay. But the Twins are not necessarily uh, out of the playoff picture yet. Um, we are recording this on uh, was it August third? Uh, they lost today to the to the Toronto Blue Jays, but they are still um, mixing it up. Uh, we'll say for the wild card with. Uh, the Angels and um, maybe another team that I can't Orioles. think of. Right ah, the Orioles. Okay. So how are you feeling? Uh, the Minnesota Twins, speaking of teams that maybe have uh, outplayed their projections a little bit, um, how are you feeling about them as a team? Are you expecting good things? Are you enjoying the ride, or are you expected to be disappointed uh, like always? <laughs> By my life. Uh, no, I think, uh, you know, I'm happy with where they're at at the moment. I didn't expect them to be above 500, 104 games, 105 games into the season. Um, you know, now they're in a uh, two, maybe by the end of the way, by the end of the night, a three-way tie for that second wild card um, with uh, Toronto and maybe Baltimore. 
<clears throat> and uh, you know, I'm just I kind of got happy to be here syndrome. Um, I had no expectations for them coming into the year. So if they if they fall off, um, you know, they aren't they they aren't as good as how they really played and I just really enjoyed the ride while it lasted. I was disappointed that they didn't do more at the trading deadline, but um, you know, I, I really can't fault them for not giving away prospects at this point. Right, because they're uh, they're they're kind of cashing in on the future a little bit. Uh, they have um, uh, currently hurt, but still a very electric outfielder, Byron Buxton. Right. Um, they have uh, uh, half man, half mountain, Miguel Sano. Yes. Um, they have uh, some other people, I believe. Um, Jose Barrios. Uh, Jose Barrios is is supposed to be pretty good. Uh, this Max Kepler fellow uh, mm-hmm. is apparently doing good things, um, and all of their or, or most of their. Um, let's say higher prospects are, are close-ish to the major leagues. Right. Um, so even as as soon as twenty and, and well and and uh, Buxton and Sano are up already, um, and are only benefiting from from what we call major league seasoning. So twenty sixteen, uh, with the um, apparently rebuilding, uh, you know, uh, Detroit Tigers and. The White Sox, who are not uh, doing as well as maybe some people expected, uh, the Twins will still have the Royals to deal with, but uh, possibly much better outlooks um, for that team, at least on a on a uh, you know run scored, runs allowed uh, basis for 2016. Yeah, I think they'll do a little better next year, and they'll probably fight for the division title. I think the Tigers will trade a bunch of the prospects that they got back this trading deadline and try to retool one last time. And I don't think the White Sox are are necessarily. Uh, as bad as they've played, um, I don't know what's going on in Cleveland, but um, you know, I, I I think the Central is going to be pretty competitive next year. Uh, are you working? Are you currently at work? Uh, no, I'm at home. You're at home, so someone is filing paperwork in your home. Is that what's happening back there? No, I think that's my dog. Oh, you trained? He's got, he's got long nails. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, it's it's not really that loud. It's just I was just wondering. I thought maybe you were calling from work or something. No, no, uh, no. We're going to move on to question number two because this is the first interview and we're already over t- or, uh, going to be over time. Um, question number two. Uh, we are approaching uh, about like maybe 280 days since uh, the death of Notgrass.com or excuse me, Fangrass.com slash Not, um, a website in which we both used to write. Um, so what have you been up to besides um, being blacked out on a lot of baseball games? What are you? Uh, what have you been up to, uh, writing-wise, baseball-wise, or otherwise, uh, since uh, not graphs's not graphs demise? Uh, so I took the winter off uh, and uh, had took some it. me time. <laughs> exactly. I was just gonna say, you had a little Batesy time. Yep. Okay. Uh, and uh, acquainting myself with the uh, excellent uh, Cedar Rapids area and the most ridiculous karaoke in uh, in the Midwest, and uh, then so since this spring, I've been writing for MLB Daily Dish uh, over on uh, SB Nation, and I mm-hmm. also write a little bit on Twinkie Town and cover the Cedar Rapids Colonels for them. Okay, uh, and yeah, that's and you know raising kids and living life and working. Singing karaoke, uh, you yeah. love karaoke. I remember uh, again, we're peeling uh, the curtain back a little bit, but uh, uh, you and I were recently. Um, as of maybe a month ago or so, uh, in Chicago, Illinois, for the Society for American Baseball Research uh, we convention. We and We stayed together, David Temple. Yeah, we did. We stayed in the same room. Uh, you slept on the floor, which was odd. I'm still not... I mean, <laughs> you had a half of a bed. We're not going to get into that, really. 
Um, no, no, we're not going to get into it. But um, you, uh, I don't want to say you ditched us because we were in a different places. Uh, right. But then we said, hey, you should come to this place uh, in we Chicago didn't, area. Didn't show up there. Bill and, and you I never did. went because you and, and uh, uh, hetero life mate Bill Parker were busy singing karaoke, I believe, at a, uh, not at a bachelor party, meaning the event, but at a party uh, of, 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 of girls, uh, women who were surrounding a bachelorette. Is yes. that correct? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we were at a karaoke bar where a bachelorette, at least one bachelorette, perhaps two bachelorette parties, uh, were in attendance. You can't uh, really tell the difference. I mean, no. You, at some if, point, they just all—it's a big mass. Between of, one and six, it's just—it's just chaos anyway. Right. Um, do you remember what songs? Do not sing those songs. I repeat, <laughs> do not sing. But do you remember what songs you sang? I might have sang some uh, "Rebel Yell" by Billy Idol, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I might have sung "Faith." By, uh, uh, by George Michael. By George Michael. Yep. Uh, 80s, I don't... 80s pop star theme, it seems like. Yeah, and there was one other one, and I don't remember what it was. But, okay. uh, yeah. Did you sing it in the Limp Biscuit style? Uh, no. The Faith song? No, no, you sang it, you kept it original? Oh, yeah. Old okay. school. Okay. Uh, yeah, I remember when we were in Philadelphia, again, for the Society for American Baseball Research Convention, I have, I believe, at least picture, if not video, of you singing I Touch Myself by the whatever band. I forget. Yeah. The Divinals. I cut that out of my repertoire. Okay. You're off that? You've retired it? Yeah, I think so. Well, you get your, you know, you got your platinum record. It's on the wall. You don't, you know, when you're on tour, people just want you to play the hits, but sometimes you just got to get on to the new stuff. Right. I mean, I understand. Really, it really creeps people out as well. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I can see that it's it's a somewhat creepy song for a man to sing in general, and especially a man who looks like you. I think it adds to that factor. No, Uh, we're in agreement. Okay. We're going to move on to question number three. Uh, which is directly related to knock graphs. If you had to pick a favorite post of yours, a post that you wrote uh, for knock graphs, what would it be? That's a really uh, difficult question because I have, I mean, they're, they are my children's, right? Uh, yep. And uh, and uh, so I, I made like a list of a dozen and I'm okay, not going to list them all. No, we're not going to. Bates, we got a lot of people to talk to. I understand, but I'm, I'm I was really proud that I made it all the way through uh, the ABC series uh, back in the game. Oh yeah, that was a popular series for you. Yeah, it was series uh, of posts, not series of television, because that show was awful. Right. That that it was absolutely horrible, and uh, I reviewed and recapped every single episode for Knock Graphs. Uh, and uh, slowly lost my mind over the course of uh, one fall. Um, yeah, and then uh, then it died, and thank mm-hmm. God I was released from that prison. Um, but I also really liked uh, Pop Quiz Anonymous Middle Reliever or Edith Wharton character. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Which was one I did in February of 2014. Uh, but, you know, anything in which I made fun of Carson Sestouli is also a favorite. That's an uh, old chestnut. Yep, absolutely. I did, I did try to get him barred from re-entering the country when he went to France through a through a uh, petition, a government petition. Yeah, that did. So, I got rejected and didn't get enough signatures. It did. Oh. It did. It was very sad. Uh, so Carson is back with us. Uh, but, yeah, so those are some of my favorites. I really – writing for Not Graphs is still probably my favorite – things that I've ever written uh, just because I had I felt like I could cut loose and mm-hmm. write whatever uh, yeah. question question the underpinnings of democracy constantly that was fun well that's something you do in your spare time so you might as well get paid for it right absolutely 
Right. Uh, if you had to, question number four, we are on to the fourth and final question. We have to, uh, we have about 10 minutes before I, I call uh, Jeremy Blackman. Okay. Um, uh, if you had to pick your favorite Knotgrass post that someone else wrote, what would it be? Um, I mean, again, there are extra a bunch. points if you mention something that I wrote. I'm just well, say. I was thinking one of the things that I really like that you wrote, I mean, got spiked. The um, the uh, one about Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. No, we're not going to talk about that. But the, one of the ones that I liked uh, that that did make it through the the government censors is uh, inserting Bo Porter's name into common computer prompts. Oh yes, I remember that. I believe you were in the room when we we were uh, brainstorming this. Yeah, it was really excellent. Um, very fun. Uh, also, um, I mean, it it would never be something that Carson wrote. So uh, it w- maybe maybe. I mean, just based on pure volume, it could probably be something that Dane wrote, sure. like bank banknotes Harper versus Colonel Sanders for good and all. I think was, I think that that that, I think banknotes Harper is going to be something that comes up with many writers uh, when I ask this question, uh, because it really is perfe- uh, perfection. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Dane is such a guy. He's such a guy. He is such a guy. I met him. Um, well, I met him briefly last year when. Um, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game was here. Mm-hmm. We met, uh, there was a Fangrass meetup before the Home Run Derby, and we met, actually we met after the Home Run Derby, and my father and I were there, and we were very intoxicated, and I um, basically took Dane Perry hostage for about 20 minutes and talked <laughs> to him, and I don't really remember much of that, and then, uh, but I saw him again this, uh, in Chicago, uh, this, you know, past month, and. Um, uh, I was he, there. Yeah, I remember you were there. Yeah, um, this, but I'm telling a me story now, you understand? I do. I okay. Do. Um, but he really is. He, he's not oh, like a hundred percent Dame Perry in real life, but he's much closer than than you would than think. I would than I would think. Yeah. yeah. Um, he doesn't necessarily talk as eloquently as he writes, just you know, off the off the off cuff. The cuff. Um, but his mannerisms and his general attitude um, toward humanity and um, and everything is is really. I mean, it's pretty spot on, or, you know, as far as as what his writings are. Um, and he's not being interviewed for this uh, because I don't want to breach that whole relationship. But uh, I think no, that's fine. He has a very special relationship with Carson Sestouli. Right, and I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't try to uh, to insert myself into that um, callback. That's yeah, a callback right. joke. Um, so okay, so uh, I'm great. I think so. To recap everything. I'm great. Uh, you still live in Iowa. You can't watch. Well, you can watch all the baseball games you want now because you are a. I'm going to say felon. I think it's a felony what you're doing. I am a dirty scofflaw. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm, I'm basically one step above Sistuli. It, and it's a small step, but an important step. Right, right. And it's important to maintain that distinction. And you're still on the internet, and you're still writing, and you're on Twitter, and you're at, running your it, damn mouth all over the place. This is true. Um, um, on Twitter, I'm at Mike Bates SBN. Okay. Because you write for SB Nation. That's correct. And you have dropped your pen name. That was a while ago. Oh, right? that, that was a long time ago, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's good. That's good for everybody. I think so. Right. Um, you know, it's, real quick, there's a, a person. Now, I'm sure this is not uh, 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 connected in any way, but there is a, um, a radio personality, sports talk radio cities. personality. Yeah, in the Twin Cities who goes by the, the moniker of Common Man. Yeah. Um. Every once in a while, so they they play uh, Minnesota Wild games on his station mm-hmm. um, at night, and so sometimes uh, in the winter when I'm listening to that um, in my car or something, and I get back in the car, he will be on the radio, and um, 
if you haven't uh do you scream fraud at the radio no if you if you listen to i would i would actually advise anybody to do this um like it's w or it's k fan k fan is the um is the is the radio station and he has a show on in the afternoons and he starts the show by playing fanfare for the common man the song by uh by uh i went to music school aaron copeland and um and then it's just so the song is done and then he's just silent for for it seems like minutes like he it seems like he it's hard to explain if you don't listen to it but it seems like he rolls into the radio station at 158 and <laughs> sits in his chair and then is busy like i'm assuming reading the newspaper while the intro is going on because there it's just uh it's just a, it's an intro song and then it's like transition transitions into some other intro song and then a bunch of hokey you know um like recorded movie quotes from uh you know that that uh, am talk radio stations do um, and he just sits there and I think he's just gathering himself and probably drinking coffee and, um, you know, finishing a cigarette and then he's going to, uh, and then he's going to do a sports radio station. Uh, but you are not him. No, you are a common man, but you are not the common man. As far as K fan is concerned, you are Mike That's Bates. Right. I am Mike Bates. You have been a guest on the, uh, not grass reunion special here at Fangrass audio. I thank you for your time. You are a lot nicer person than I give you credit for. My wife says hi also. I am a what? I said you're not a a lot nicer person than I give you credit for. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, My wife says hello. She told me to say that. Your wife is excellent and a wonderful lady, and you don't deserve her. No, I don't. She is much too good for me. I snatched her up uh, when she was uh, both young and stupid. Yep, Yep. moment of vulnerability. Yep, yep. I really uh, really crushed it. Really uh, hit through the shift, as they say. Nice job. Nice job. Listen, you're a great guy, and I like you a lot, and I'm excited. I will see each other again. Some of we these will. people I'm going to talk to, I may never, ever see again. But you and I, we're, we're going to see each other. I'll be in the Twin Cities in two weeks. Oh, yeah? You should look yep. me up so I can uh, conveniently come up with another with another excuse to not excuse, see you. Excuse, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're 0 for 2, I think, in the last time, last two times you've been here because I've, I had, think that's true. I've had things. Are you going to be here during the, like, the weekend of the 15th? I am. Okay, I, I'm actually going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's no. It's, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to the great state of Wisconsin to watch the the PGA Championship uh, uh, with my father All at right. uh, Whistling Straits Golf Course. But uh, you'll be here for like one of the Twins Daily events or something. We'll see you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. I may have to cut some of this just so you know. But uh, you're a great guy, and I, I like you and respect you, and I wish you all the best. Same to you, buddy. Bye, Mike Bates. Bye, David Temple. Keep smiling. Um. Yeah. Hello. Jeremy. Yeah, hi. Hi. We got How are off. you? Uh, I'm well. I'm well. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Uh, so, we are uh, recording uh, a Knockgrass reunion special. And um, because of this, I have reached out to you uh, because you have been a mainstay of Knockgrass, uh, or had been a mainstay of Knockgrass for, for quite a while. Um, this is, if I'm not mistaken, the first time we've ever spoken to each other. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's fine. We're just going to push through it. We're going to, it's going to be great. Um, so let's start from the beginning. I am asking these questions in order, uh, mm-hmm. to everybody. So question number one, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I certainly miss writing about baseball, um, if, um, if four times a week, but I, but I have a, um, a 21 month old son who, uh, takes up a lot of my energy. Um, and I have some other writing projects too. Um, but uh, but I'm doing well, right? And uh, I'm gonna. Well, we can. You know what? Uh, order of questions be damned. Uh, we'll mix it up. You are a uh, 
uh, from what I understand, you are a writer mm-hmm. and you live in New York City. I live just outside New York City now. About okay. a year ago, um, and my wife and I moved uh, um, the suburbs because we needed a little bit more space once our son started to uh, to actually move around our um, very small one-bedroom apartment. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so you are just outside of New York City, but you are still writing. I know um, that you, you wrote a book mm-hmm. uh, about lawyering, and you also uh, wrote uh, or still write for uh, McSweeney's. Uh, the their internet tendency or is that I know you have stuff published. Yeah, I have yeah, I have occasional pieces there. I have pieces regularly on um, BarnesandNoble.com runs a bunch of my pieces and then a bunch of other sites. And I also have a new novel coming out about a year from now. Oh, that sounds exciting. What is the, uh, can you tell us what uh, give us an idea of what this novel is about? Yeah, it is called it is called um, um, uh, the Curve, and it's uh, and it's another. And another law-related book. It's a satire about the world's worst law school, and I wrote it with another writer, um, Cameron Stratcher, who who's had a bunch of books published. We wrote it together, and it's uh, and I think it's a funny book, and uh, and it'll be out in um, uh, June of 2016. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Uh, a little bit of business. I'm recording this uh, from my upstairs uh, room uh, studio in an unair conditioned house, so I have a window open right now. You may hear, this is for both you and the listener, you may hear uh, the general noise of what we will call street youths in my street uh, making noise. So <laughs> I apologize for that. It's just something that's got to happen so I don't die and my computer doesn't overheat. Um, okay, so, you, so you're writing. Now, you, you wrote so much stuff uh, for Not Graphs. Uh, a lot of it, uh, all of it, all of it great. Um, Thanks. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was certainly okay. So here's something I, I always wanted to know about people, especially people who write, um, we'll, we'll say humor or whatever Knockgrass was, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. that kind of, of, of usually fiction, um, uh, you know, kind of um, off the off the cuff, kind of or off the non traditional baseball writing. Um, how did you? I'm curious as to what your process was uh, was because for me. Uh, and I'm sure this is a little bit the same for you. It's excruciating uh, to try and be creative on a deadline. Um, mm-hmm. So did you, so, so what, your, your process, were you, did you actively search out things to write about? Did, Definitely. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. At first, when I first started writing for Not Crafts, I feel like it was very easy because I had all of these ideas and, oh, I will never run out of topics. I will just write all of these amazing things. And then very quickly, I ran out of topics. Uh, and I would really, I mean, I would go to Baseball Think Factory and see what the latest headlines were that, 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 uh, um, that were in the news and that, uh, and that anyone was actually talking about. And I would often use that as a jumping off point to find anything to write about. Um, for a while, I was banking my posts. I was doing all four for the week over the weekend and trying to... Uh, to get those all set up, but but as but as time went on, even that became difficult because they're just it was very difficult to come up with things to write about. And I would I would search for sort of running topics like when I did um um the MLB TV, I was like this will this will buy me ten posts, right? And um uh, hopeless Joe that uh, that definitely bought me a bunch of posts. So. That seems was, to be a thing that was always, I don't want to say a crutch, because that's not the right word, but that was always something I, I think that we were striving for, was some sort of repeatable right. theme that you could bring back up. And, and Hopeless Joe was certainly certainly one of the best. Um, 
in like Bauman's uh, Dale Therapost and of course right. pretty much everything that Dane wrote. Uh, you know, they were all they all kind of had overarching uh, connections that that made it easier. Um, and certainly, you know, you can you can do certain work with gifts and and, and things like that. Um, Some people can. I can't. So, <laughs> that's right. You weren't a gift person. You were strictly you were you were a, a wordsmith, true and true. Um, even finding a photo for the top of the post, it was always like, oh no, I have to look for a photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now and now, um, like I do uh, some writing where um, you have to not only find a photo, but find a photo with uh, that falls under the Creative Commons license. Nice. So you can't just like Google image search whatever the hell you want and then put it up there. You got to be like something that you know some. You know, a, a picture that uh, somebody took of a baseball player with their cell phone camera, basically, and be like, oh, "Right, I yeah, I've done, I've done some stuff where I have to look for, uh, for, for, uh, for that's a Flickr's Creative Commons search. I'm like looking for any keyword that I can possibly find that, right, that someone might have plausibly used for something somewhat related, and, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe purposefully misspelling words, or just to right, say, like maybe right. they take this wrong, and there's a, there's a diamond in the rough I haven't found yet. Um, so, so uh, number question number three um, that we're going to be discussing uh, involves um, favorite posts of yours uh, that you wrote uh, for Knotgrass. Uh, we talked about, um, you know, Hopeless Joe, certainly, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of those are great. Is there one of those that stick out in your mind? Is there another that, that, uh, that you can think of that... that one that... of my very first pieces was a rejected questions from a... From a um, um, a fantasy mailbag. It was That's October right. of 2011. And I really liked that post and I really liked that idea. And I always meant to write tons and tons of them. And I didn't have tons and tons of other ideas. But I, but I feel like that was when I first started writing for Not Graphs, that was like my best idea. Mm -hmm. And, and I burned it and I burned it really quickly. And, uh, and, and I've always liked that post. Yeah, I remember uh, when I first started, Sestuli told me, um, you know, we, we went over all the mechanics of posting mm -hmm. stuff, and he said, uh, uh, he said, your first few posts are probably going to be long because you have ideas, and um, then those ideas will run out. <laughs> so your, fo your following posts may not be as long, and that's okay, because, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's just the way it goes. And um, yeah, those, those fantasy mailbags, I remember, well, it's such a great topic, too, because Every website has one, right? And right. everybody always has questions about that about that stuff. Do you play fantasy sports? Like fantasy baseball? Is that something you do? Yeah, um, I used to do a lot, a, a lot more of it, and I used to care a lot more about it. I'm in um, one league now, but I think probably five or six years ago, I was in eight leagues. That's too many like leagues. That. That's too many leagues, Jeremy Black. <laughs> it was it was far too many leagues, um, and it would sort of be there would be. Um, like some of them I really didn't care about because there were no stakes and I didn't even know the people in them. And then mm -hmm. some of them were actually people that I knew. And one of them, one of them was for money, not a, not a huge amount, but, but a little bit. And, uh, and, and so I really cared about that one. Um, and the rest of them, I sort of cared less and less. And then it just, I sort of burned myself out on it. And so now I'm in, I am in, I'm in one ESPN head to head league with Oof. some um, friends of mine. And it's the, there are zero stakes. The entire head-to-head -head format, I I don't really, I don't think it actually measures anything. Thank so you. I, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. A, a league I've been in just switched to head-to-head, -to -head mm -hmm. for and I was definitely outvoted. And it seems it's too fantasy football. It's too not baseball. 
I don't know. Yeah, it, it just it, it's such it's all sequencing and, and rolls of the dice and, and and luck. It's terrible. Right. Like I just picked up yesterday to finish the week. I had a sl- I had like um, um, one start left because I had accidentally put um, Granky on the bench for his start because they switched what day they were saying he was going to start and I ah, wasn't paying enough attention. Gotcha. So I, so I lost like his fifty six points based on our our algorithm that I don't even know uh, exactly <laughs> what goes into it. Um, but I, but I picked up R. A. Dickey and uh, and he gave me a start that was just about as good and it's sort of okay. What's the difference? I don't care. Right. Yeah. It's all. I don't know. It's that was really thing. boring. What I just said about swapping players in. I know no one wants to hear about someone else's fantasy team, no, especially but one they, they don't even care about. <laughs> it's more about the mechanics of head to head. That's all. And, and and you know what? If if anything, the onus is on me for bringing up fantasy sports. Um, so let's move on to other uh, so other posts that um, other not graph writers not graphs mm-hmm. writers have uh, spoken or wrote. I'm going to start over. I'm not really going to start over. It's just so hot up here that I may. I also, um, just to let you know, before I called you, ate um, a half a box of Velveeta shells and cheese in approximately four minutes. So I'm not, mm. I don't feel great right now. <laughs> um, but Mike Bates spoke for way too long. So um, I'm running a bit behind on my schedule. Uh, but other posts that uh, other not graphs writers have written. Um, I know I, I sent you the email with mm-hmm. that. Uh, I tried to find, there's a specific post that I remember and I, and I couldn't find it. I only spent five or six minutes trying to find it, but That's I but awesome. I tried every keyword. Someone posted. I think it might have been Patrick. Uh, some sort of reverse standings post where. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. That that was like a great what, post. what if the worst is actually the best? Yes, yes, yes. That was a great post. Um, and, and I feel like the great posts are, were the ones when I would read them and be like, oh, I wish I had written that post. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, and but as I was. As I was looking for, for that, I found another post Patrick wrote uh, that was a, um, um, a metaphysical injury report, and <laughs> finding that reminded me how much I thought that was just a, just a brilliant idea when he wrote that, uh, and so I think that's a, that was a terrific post. Yeah, I'm talking to Patrick a little later, uh, I think tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm always excited to talk to, talk to him because he, uh, if you talk to him in person, he always... It seems like he's trying to on purpose, but I think it's just the way he thinks. He always he always looks at something completely different than you're than mm-hmm. you were expecting. Um, he really is a, a, a special guy, and uh, and he, you know he's he's Patrick Dubuque. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he just is who he is. Um, listen, Jeremy, thanks for talking. Um, sure. This has been a great Knockgrass reunion. You're going to be one of many, um, and you're going to be one of the people I miss reading the most because uh, I always. One, I always appreciated your uh, drive uh, to create content because, uh, like most people, that is something <laughs> that is very difficult to come by, and uh, I always appreciated that. And then uh, the quality of your posts were always were always great as well. So um, I encourage everyone listening to uh, go to Knotcrafts, click on uh, Jeremy's name, and read the how many you got five hundred and seventy three posts. Wow, that was a lot of posts. That was a lot. You are second. I believe to only Sestuli. Wow, that was too many posts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Sestuli leaned on you quite a bit too for a while, um, to to put uh, you know to to bring content to the pages, and uh, you performed more than admirably. Uh, Jeremy Blackman, if people wanted to follow you on Twitter, do you, would you like them to? And absolutely. So, what is your Twitter handle? 
It's just my name, Jeremy Blackman. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, I think I, uh, I don't, I don't tweet too much, but, but, but perhaps that's a good thing, but I do tweet whenever I have, whenever I have a, um, um, a new piece out there in the world somewhere about something. Uh, oh, excellent. Well, that's yeah. a good way to catch up on all that stuff then. Sure. I have a website, jeremyblackman.com, which also lists whatever I'm doing, uh, also not updated often enough, but, uh, <laughs> and I, I have a very much in progress parody site, uh, for the worst law school in the world, which is the subject of the novel that I have coming out. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, I'm not going to give the address yet. I will, I will give it on uh, Twitter once the page is done, because if someone goes to it now, they're going to find a lot of problems. Uh, gotcha. like they're going to click on things that aren't going to, that don't that go anywhere, go anywhere, but, uh, <laughs> But there will be a lot of content, and if you've ever if you've ever been on on an on an actual website for a law school, this will be something like that. Only uh, hopefully everything will be funny or ridiculous or or strange, uh, and uh, hopefully it will be the kind of thing that can get people excited about uh, the book um, or just entertain them, and they don't have to read the book. Uh, uh, <laughs> whatever they want to do. Well, you should do both. Uh, yes. So yes. follow him on Twitter. Uh, standard spelling on Jeremy Blackman is B-L-A-C-H-M-A-N. Uh, Jeremy, take care of yourself. Uh, yeah, you too. Uh, good to talk to you. Good to meet you slash catch up with you. And uh, I wish you all the best. Thanks a lot. You too. Keep Hello? Woodrum. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm going to turn you down. Okay. So just give me a second, all right? All right. Oh, there you Am go. Am I turned down now? Yeah, I turned you down. Yes. Uh, welcome to the Knotgrass Reunion special. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we are recording, so you have been warned. Okay. Uh, we are... Now, you don't know this, but I was recently, about an hour ago, splink, uh, speaking to Jeremy Blackman, mm -hmm. and I mentioned that... Uh, I'm recording in the in an upstairs room of an unair conditioned house, and so I have uh, some windows open. Um, and uh, there are uh, street youths outside my window oh, who no. may or may not make some noise at some time. So I apologize to both you and the listener. It's been an hour; they're still there. Nothing I can really do about it, but I think yeah. it'll be okay. So if I hear like in the background, like some some young toughs yelling out, like, "Hey, podcaster, why don't you why don't you podcast about this?" Yeah, and that would be that. Yeah, like you think you're better than me, you want to podcast about it? Yeah. Like I was yeah, I got No, I get that. Yeah. You're no Ira Glass, that's what they'll say to me. That, you yeah. think you're Ira Glass. You're not Ira Glass. You're yeah. just a poser. Poser. I'll show you some things to consider. That's what they'll say. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. I'm also drinking um some whiskey. So, be aware oh, okay. of that. Okay. Well, I'm not wearing a shirt, so be aware of that. Oh, cool. We're getting this right. party going. Yeah. I think we already have a party on our hands. Uh, okay, so uh, per our previous agreement, I'm going to ask you four questions, and you'll okay. answer those questions, and I'll put your answers on the internet in audio form. Question number one, how are you doing? I'm doing well, very very well, thank you. I just, just won some pool volleyball. I spiked the ball and hit my sister in the head, which is great, except she was on my team, but we still won, so okay. it's good. All right. Is she is she a constant target for you, or is this was this more of a one-off thing? She makes herself a target. No, that sounds really bad. Uh, yeah, you don't. I'm not going to delete it, but just I want everyone to know that if I had interest in deleting things, I would have deleted that. Right. That's I, it's the thought that I really care about. So okay. cool. That works. Cool. So you are. Um, here's some things I know about you. Now I haven't seen you since I believe uh, 
not this recent spring, but the spring before. Right. In in Phoenix, Arizona, for uh, Fangraphs uh, round them up mm-hmm. uh, for spring training. Um, you current here's some things I know about you, Bradley Woodrum. You currently mm-hmm. live in Florida, somewhere in Florida. Yes. Okay. You have a, a somewhat new son. Yes. His name is Lincoln. Yes. And you are some sort of a secret government contractor for a shady uh, government organization. Is that correct? I can neither confirm nor deny. You do some sort of work for a government. Maybe. For the army. Yes. Okay. It's Yeah, something like that. Okay. That's fine. We, you know what? I don't want to know anymore. I've lost interest already. And so um, we'll just leave it at that. Um, so you are in the... Uh, not the oh, here's those street youths again. You are um, in the Tampa area, is that correct? No, I'm actually in the Panama City area. Oh, that is prime. It's prime spring break territory. Right. Oh gosh, yeah. You, you know it. Is that something you like to partake in spring break? As a teetotaler, it is not uh, <laughs> something I'm a big fan of. No. Okay. Okay. Um, but you used to. Uh, so um, part of the how are you doing section involves me asking about your favorite baseball team. And you have, I think you, you currently have rooting interests in possibly two teams. Correct. Uh, I root the, for the Chicago Cubs. I was raised rooting for the Cubs because I was born in Indiana. Grew up watching WGN here in Panama City. Uh, but then I started following the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays thereabouts of 2005. And uh, I follow them very, very closely to too. Good time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... One of your teams is currently uh, in some sort of run for a uh, p- possible playoff spot. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Rays were in it for, it seemed like a while, and then they've, uh, they've fallen off a little bit. Um, yep. The Cubs um, have certainly made some moves in, uh, you know, in this offseason. How are you feeling about this season? You're running up against the Cardinals, a formidable opponent, certainly. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you guys have, uh, or, or that team has, uh, has some playoff hopes in the form of, uh, a wild card spot. Your thoughts, mm-hmm. Bradley Woodrum. I, you know, I'm, I continually annually depressed at how good and well run the St. Louis Cardinals are. There was that glimmer of hope way back in the day that Albert Pujols leaving would maybe be a dent in their offense, but they just don't seem to miss a beat. And so that's very depressing, but the Cubs really do look like a legit playoff team this year. There's just not, there's not really areas of weakness on that roster. And that's really exciting for a Cubs fan, especially somebody who, like I was really following close uh, baseball really closely starting around 2000. And so I went through the whole Steve Bartman thing. I went through the, uh, you know, late Jim Hendry years where the team was just like a, a big turd of elephant crap. And, and it was just, I don't know. So this is, it's really po- positive to see prospects coming up and doing well. Um, Starlin Castro being kind of the, I guess Starlin Castro and Javier Baez being the last two like Jim Hendry prospects and they're both not, you know, up to par, but all the other, the, the Theo Epstein prospects, the McLeod prospects are just, they're blowing it out of the water. And it makes it so exciting because we see a playoff team here. That's not a playoff team for just this year, but for many years to come. And it, I don't know, it makes me, makes me set plans for return trips to Chicago for October, just because I want to be in that city. If something crazy goes down. Uh, remind me the last time the Cubs were in the playoffs. I want to say it's 2008. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Um, they were swept by the St. Louis Dodgers. No, I mean the Los Angeles Dodgers. Sorry. Freudian yeah, yeah. slip. No, that's okay. 
the Dodgers have never been in St. Louis. They've been in two places. St. Louis is neither of those places. Uh, but that's okay. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, question number two. Some of this I know. Uh, uh, Intune listeners will know that uh, that you are a current contributor to TechRefs.com, mm-hmm. uh, a position which makes me your boss. Yep. So that's pretty good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides mm-hmm. that, what have you been up to? Uh, since the premature, or actually maybe uh, exactly planned, uh, or exactly proper timed death of Knockgrass? Well, I've been also writing for the Hardball Times, which is another site that's owned by Fangraphs. I'm aware of that website, yes. Yes, and uh, you know, I just, I'm, I'm really super honored to be to be writing among a bunch of guys who just are kind of way out of my league, but I really like uh, contributing there. i got another article coming up soon. Um, I'm also working on a on another project that I, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about just yet, but I'm, I'm hoping it'll be available in early February or somewhere thereabouts. And it, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm very excited. Big fired? project. It has, it has nothing to do with you okay. until the day you get fired, but I'm not going to say exactly what that entails. Okay. Well, we'll just then, play by ear then. Okay. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. It, it's going to be good. Trust me. It'll be good. All right. And uh, also I, I uh, try to vent a little bit of, frustration and whatever whatever form it comes in uh, on banknotes industries which is in many ways of the spiritual successor to not graphs yes um but apparently like not graphs hasn't gone away because those comments just grow every day what's up with that oh, are people still commenting on the website i haven't yeah, really the most noticed. recent post or i mean yeah i guess the final post has 500 plus comments and there's several from today. And like one of them was a poem <laughs> I posted on banknotes industries. They just, you know, reposted it and then said, Hey, you know, here's the link. Um, but I mean, shoot, if, if people so, are having fun in the comments, just, I'm, I'm, I think that's more power to them is amazing. No, I have not been paying attention because why yeah, would I? I? I came across that a few months ago and I was like, wow, this is so weird. Like, I couldn't tell if it was just one person, but it seems like comments are getting upvoted. So people are still (laughs) going there and this is like a, like a a really rudimentary message board of some kind. It's look at this Bobby Bowes, uh, Robert J. Bowen putting stuff up here, July 14th, 2015. So even he's up on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, somebody now people just name themselves after players. Yeah. So we got my, uh, I believe my, colleague at banknotes industries uh i don't know if he uses his real name there but well-beard englishman i think i saw him yeah, yeah, commenting Brian reinhardt i believe he uses his real yeah, name at yeah notes. yeah okay good i'm glad you just I put his name out there we'll check that yeah um you keep talking i'm gonna listen to no he yeah brian reinhardt okay, yep, yep, okay brian. good yeah i love brian weird weird fun fact he uh he apparently was working with a friend of mine a good friend of mine from high school like one day I got a Facebook message saying, Hey, do you know about like well-beard Englishman? I was like, well, yeah, he's a guy who comments on all our knockcraft articles. And he's like, ah, I work with him. And, uh, that's, uh, that's the end of that story. That is. Yeah. Shut up for a second. I'm still reading this thing. <laughs> July 28th. These is, this is still happening. Dubuque's yeah. posting on this thing. Yeah. It's what within is... the last 24 hours too. Holy it's like, moly. it's like a, a tumor or something. It's weird. So, uh, if, if like me, Listeners are not aware of this. The, the final post uh, at Knockgrass, uh, titled Knockgrass colon a valid, uh, valedictory statement uh, by one Carson Sestuli posted on October 29th, 2014. Uh, the comment thread is still going. We are at, as of this recording, 537 comments. Um, I wish all these people would go to Banknotes Industries. 
Uh, if you don't know about that, please go to banknotesindustries.com, a website that I created, designed, and then immediately forgot about and uh, have, have ignored. So that does not mean I don't read it, because I do. I just don't write there because I don't have time. Um, but anyway, yeah, you're still writing over there. You're making, yeah. uh, you're teaching everybody on TechRefs how to use Excel, um, yeah. but not in the like Google, how do I make a pivot table kind of thing. It's uh, yeah, I'm trying to sports focus related more. stuff. Yeah, people who want to do sports research, people who want to who want to build statistics for their fantasy league or something like that. I'm trying to focus more on that specific realm. There are a lot of other good resources to that effect out there too, um, but I, I you know I try to draw in as much as I can and. No, it's useful. I like when you do that stuff because, like, sometimes people, whether on Facebook or Twitter or something, maybe just want to make kind of a, you know, uh, uh, some sort of visualization that's maybe not groundbreaking, but, uh, you know, uh, conveys their point uh, in right. some way, you know, and I think that's what kind of kind of you're doing, you know, like, um, it's not necessarily like this is how you're going to get a job in a baseball front office stuff, which is fine because uh, not everybody wants mm -hmm. or needs or is going to get those kind of jobs so yeah. um you know yeah it's just or or like you said for fantasy stuff if you just want to um you know uh tweak your 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 draft ranking something like that it's 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 good for that kind of thing and i always like it that wasn't well, a question you. yeah you're welcome um we're going to move on to question number three okay uh question number three if you had to pick your favorite not graphs post that you bradley widgham have written mm -hmm. what would it be um, mine would actually be not so much a, a writing project as it was a creative project. The Jose Molina Homer toss gif that I made. That um, may be one of my favorite, uh, baseball related things that I have seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, I just, and I had so much that, fun. I mean, never. Yeah. It was just really fun to make. And I mean, Molina, uh, peace be upon him. <laughs> he just loved to throw these weird lobs out to third base after a strikeout and eventually the idea just hit me uh, probably while, I don't know, drinking absinthe, if that's a thing that drink that you drink. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, hey, that looks like a home run. I bet I could splice that together with a home run. And uh, 30 minutes later, I was just bringing in millions and millions of dollars in uh, gift proceeds. Yeah, yeah. A lot of um, a lot of uh, what's the uh, what's the term? I'm so bad at uh, making money on the Internet. Um, a lot of impressions, a lot of impressions on that page. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm sure it made uh, David Appleman thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, yeah. I'm looking this up right now. Uh, Jose Molina. Because I just want to look at it again. Um, yeah. If for some reason the listener is not uh, uh, aware, um, it is a... Ugh, you are too prevalent on the internet. I have to put mm -hmm. knock graphs in this thing. Here we go. Jose Molina Super Toss. Uh, it's a splice, yes, of, of Jose Molina throwing to third and then with uh, somebody hitting a home run to left field. So it just looks mm -hmm. like he's tossing uh, the ball into left field. It is wonderful in its simplicity. Um, it uh, Now it has 732 shares so far, but I think that I think that, um, that system got reset at some point. So I don't think that's mm. um, necessarily indicative. Uh, it did get one share on Google+. So congratulations yes. for that. Um, that might have been me. <laughs> you would be on Google Plus. Um, <laughs> that's not a thing anymore, right? You're a technology well, person. I think it's a thing still. Is yeah. it really? No, they finally yeah. started. I saw they finally uh, uh, divorced Google Plus from from YouTube, so you don't actually need a Google Plus account to, I believe, comment on YouTube. You can just sign in with a Google account, like your yeah. just like your Gmail account. You don't have to sign up for uh, 
for Google Plus. This is as interesting to two people, but that is mm-hmm. something that happened. Um, so yes, that is good. Question number four. If you had to pick your favorite Notgrass post that someone else wrote, what would it be? Busy Town Buys the Tampa Bay Rays by oh, Dane so Perry. Good. It's so good. Uh, people, yeah. I, I was speaking earlier with um, Mike Bates, um, uh, general uh, person on the internet, and then uh, we were t- we ended up talking about um, uh, about Dane and uh, Pink Notes Harper and how mm-hmm. um, you know that series certainly gained a lot of traction. Um, but the yeah, it's it's a it's a kind of a, an expose, uh, if you will, of right. It's like a like an in-depth report uh on how the fictional cartoon city of busy town uh richard scary's busy town uh uh lured the tampa bay rays away and um yeah it's great it's the writing's great it's got pictures it's amazing we 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 delve into the darker side of mayor fox and it's i mean dane perry's mastery of the english language is just phenomenal like how the guy comes up with this stuff is is beyond me and I don't know. I just, I love that article and it really, it speaks to me as a Rays fan right. because no, I just, you're always on the verge of moving, right? Or your team, right. like your favorite team is. Yeah. And, and it feels only appropriate that we would move to a fictional city um, <laughs> and that we'd be actually threatened by the possibility of, of losing our team to a fictional city. So um, yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful piece of work that, and honestly, it's between that and, and the bank notes. The original banknotes Harper article. I mean, he's just yeah. It's it, it spun away because of its popularity. Like it had, I don't want that spinoffs necessarily, but follow up posts. But the yeah. uh, the original, you know, it's one of those things, especially for Notgrass readers, where that picture of Brian Harper is kind of just uh, emblazoned in our brain, right? Of that it's, silly person talking on the cell phone. It's just, right. Exactly. It's beautiful. Exactly. Uh, and but the original post, yes, is 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 very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been writing on the Hardball Times. Have you been writing analytical stuff? Pretend I'm a person who doesn't read everything you write. So, because pre- you know I do, I, but pretend I'm a person that yeah. doesn't. Um, I, okay, it's it's tough. I'll try to. What kind of I'm stuff have you been writing for for the Hardball like Times? Most people I talk to are just constantly throwing quotes back at me of stuff I've written. Um, okay, so <laughs> They're just I, seeing well, you on the street, pointing at you, and be like, "Hey." Actually, I will say one person in my entire life has has rec- no two people. Somebody I went to high school with was flabbergasted to see I was in the Hardball Times Annual. Mm. And some, in my MFA program, their son was familiar with my Tampa Bay Rays writing, and so I've intimidated her before I ever met her, which was fantastic. Finally, mm. my my baseball writing career was paying off. You have a master's in fine arts. Yeah. Is it in secret government agency work? Say what? Is it in secret government agency work? It's in, it's in creative writing. Okay. And it specializes in fiction with a thesis in science fiction. Okay. So it's, it's super effective in my job as a financial analyst. Hey, I have told many people this. I have a dual degree, a dual bachelor's in music performance and journalism. So I am uh, super employable. And uh, now I work in the IT field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife is a part-time speech therapist, and she out-earns me. But uh, oh, we won't go on that. Tunnel of depression and sorrow. Just learn computers, man. It's uh, you know computers. Just work. Like it. It's a terrible job. Like it's it. It's very soul sucking. But you know, you know, keeps the. It keeps the lights on, and it keeps you. You know, you get to buy the stuff you want. I have a three hundred fifty dollars Lego set sitting in my living room that I just bought with my money that I make for a job I hate. 
And you say that's just for podcasting, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I make all this, all this podcasting money, this lucrative, <laughs> lucrative world of podcasting. Actually, some people make a lot of money on podcasting. It's pretty weird. Like you have to be oh, in the top like 1%, but like that serial program, I mean, they have multiple people working on that show, so it's not like... That's like an NPR lady doing that. That's, you know, come on. You're, that's way out of my league. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'm not a, saying you'd be good at that. Sounds but, my friend's... That sounds good. Yeah, say that again because uh, we're talking over each other. Oh, sorry. No, no I'm not going to say it again. I decline. Okay. Um, I think part of it is um, you live in Florida and that's far away, and my wife is certainly streaming... Something on Hulu.com right now, which may be cutting into my internet. internet. Well, as long as as long as Hulu is a sponsor, I mean, I think that's a great idea that she would yeah. be streaming while you're recording. This uh, this episode of Fangrass Audio is brought to you by Dance Moms, which is what my wife is certainly watching. Sounds fantastic. Uh, <laughs> she is a... I love her to death, but she can be a real garbage person sometimes. Um, so anyway, back to Hardball Times... Uh, uh, what have you been doing over there? So my writing kind of diversifies here and there. Uh, lately, I've been focusing on more cultural pieces. What I mean by that is I, I watch a Futurama episode 30 times and then I write about it. Or I watch a goofy video of him playing baseball 100 times. And then I make a bunch of gifts and talk about how this is like the cultural touchstone that has made America what it is today. Uh, but then I'll, occasionally I'll do some more analytical pieces. Like for the annuals, I'll... Uh, I write various pieces. One one I wrote was about uh, the transition of East Asian talent over into the major leagues. And the article I'm finishing up now is sort of about contact data. So like batted ball data, basically. And is that, that stuff's Stat- fun, but huh? is, is that from StatCast? Uh, no, it's well, I mean, yeah, partly, I guess you could okay. say maybe, I don't know. I, I'm just looking at the, the publicly available stuff and, and, and looking at what it's telling us about hitters in a bigger sense and how useful this stuff is right now. And the answer is not like super useful, which is kind of sad, but it's still exciting to see stuff like the stat cast data starting to filter its way out towards us plebeians and, Here, you know, enhancing our experience. Here's an idea I thought of, uh, not, uh, 20 minutes ago. Uh, and, but I don't think I have the skills nor the ambition to look it up. So here's something for you or any aspiring, writers listening who want to put this in the community and eventually get hired. Uh, somebody on the television uh, that, of a game I was watching said that um, when a speedy uh, person is on first base, mm-hmm. uh, a runner, a speedy runner is on first base, that a pitcher will have a higher tendency or will have a tendency to throw a higher percentage of fastballs uh, mm. to, to keep that person uh, at, at first base from stealing or, or trying to inhibit yeah. them uh, from stealing. I don't know if that's true. Um, it sounds like a SQL query that I don't have the skill to write. Probably I mm-hmm. might try, but again, if you want to do it, I'm giving this to you. This is free advice. This is a free story yeah. idea for you yeah. or anybody I'm listening. Gonna, I'm just going to throw out there to all the people listening. I've already done this. So, I mean, we, these, these episodes are recorded weeks in advance mm-hmm. and so I've already taken this idea. So don't even bother trying to do it. Right. I, I've, we're actually recording this the day after Notgrafts died. Um, yeah. So yeah. just because I knew it would take a long time to put together. So uh, yeah. most of these questions are, are fairly frivolous because considering so what's been They're doing this thing because this was an idea he came to me about earlier. And so I've actually already researched it. And I know the answer. I can tell you, but you'll have to read whatever articles, whatever company is going to pay me to write this article. 
To read more about that, you should follow Bradley Woodrum on Twitter. Bradley, what's your uh, Twitter handle? It's at so the mm-hmm. at symbol. That's shift Bradley two. Woodrum. Shift two on most American keyboards. Shift two. Shift two. Shift B. Bradley. Shift W. Woodrum. Bradley Woodrum. Oh, it's just your name. That's convenient. It's just my name. I'm not. I'm not fancy. Well, no, that's cool. Out. I mean, most that's what most people want is just their name. Uh, I had uh, Temple David for a while. That's my name in reverse, of course. And then, um, and then I just decided to go with my full name in the, or, and then putting the G in the middle um, because David Temple is obviously a common name. There's a, an author and a classical guitarist and a voiceover artist named oh, uh, no. David Temple. Yeah, I know. So I can't even break in. Although maybe I can break into the voiceover game if people think I'm him, right? <laughs> like, that's the... Yeah. Absolutely. I, th- I think I heard that uh, the reason Bill Murray was in the Garfield movies was because yeah. he saw that Joel Cohen was directing it, but it was not the same Joel Cohen. Oh, so- <laughs> he was thinking of. It he was th- not a Cohen brother. He thought it was going to be some sort of art piece, some sort of uh, uh, satirical take on, uh, on hating Mondays and lasagna. But instead he gets there and he's like, it's obviously too ashamed to say, oh, you're not the right Cohen. And so he does the movie. Yeah, I mean, he's got to, you know, he's got bills to pay. Can't imagine it's cheap being Bill Murray. Just Joel Cohen your way into a, a lucrative uh, voice acting career. Yeah, or somewhat lucrative. I mean, you know, I'll just take a little piece of that pie. There's plenty of voiceover work to go around, I am assuming. Definitely. Uh, Bradley <laughs> Woodrum, you have been uh, both a good person to know and an admirable guest uh, for the for the Knotgrass reunion uh, extravaganza, I believe Bates decided we're calling it. Um so- I thank you for everything you do. Uh, make sure to follow Bradley Woodrum on Twitter um, because that's where you're going to get all the links to the stuff he writes, not only for the Hardball Times, but of course for the, uh, for the very excellent techgrass.com and, um, and I'm guessing general humor. I don't know what you do on there. Bank notes industries. Right, well. right. Bank, but I mean yeah. on Twitter. Do you, do, you, do you make jokes? Yeah, I do from time to time. I'm, okay. I'm mostly just, you know, I try to keep it edgy. I post pictures of food. And, uh, you know, I share quotes of famous people and uh, Mis- uh, misattributed quotes, I'm assuming. Absolutely. I don't, <laughs> I don't, uh, like to share a quote unless it's, you know, incorrect. Right. Well, you got to keep people mm-hmm. on your toes. Actually, you are very funny to follow on Facebook. I'm not saying people should uh, uh, attempt to be your Facebook friend, but we are Facebook friends and you mm-hmm. will occasionally post pictures of, uh, it appears to be again, the inspirational I'm, I'm- I write around the office, yes. Yeah, on, on a whiteboard. I'm surprised that this shady government agency lets you bring your cell phone into work. But, yeah, you take pictures <laughs> of, of uh, things that Abraham Lincoln certainly didn't say, but it will be a quote and then a cartoon of his face. And it, uh, it always makes me smile. And you know what? Not a lot of things make me smile. So I oh, appreciate man. you as a person. Oh, my goodness. My heart is melting. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Bradley Woodrum, you're on Twitter, at Bradley Woodrum. You're at Banknotes Industries. You're at the Harbaugh Times. You're at TechGraphs. Uh, you're truly a delightful person, and I wish you the best of luck um, in the future. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for having me on. Hello? Bauman. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Is that is that what the, your Skype uh, avatar there? Is that what you look like in reality right now? Um, I think it's pretty close. I I don't even remember what it looks like. Um, you have a backwards hat on and headphones, and there's like a there's like a wind guard in front of your microphone. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. 
That's pretty okay. accurate. Is. Is, do you have any advice for making my own wind guard here at home? Uh, no, I, I I just bought it. I mean, you oh. can just buy them on on the internet. Let me. Oh, what I've never $9? purchased anything on the internet. Oh, okay. I'm well. I I wouldn't start with this then. I think you can. I think you can make your own. Uh, use uh, fashioning uh, uh, a coat hanger, a wire coat hanger, and some some ladies' stockings. I believe. Uh, I'm not joking. I think that's a thing you can do. Uh, so there you go. Now you don't need to buy anything on the internet. Cool. Uh, we are recording, just so you know. You've been warned. Uh, are you going to edit this at all, though? So uh, Maybe a little like... bit. Okay. Maybe a little bit. Um, so we're going to... Let me just make sure my phone will not vibrate. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to have an orgasm during the podcast. No, not not after the last time. That was a nightmare. Um, we are recording. This is the Not Grass Reunion special, uh, presented by Fangraphs Audio. And you, Robert J. Bauman, are my, I want to say, third guest that I'm having on this. Um, it is, I don't, if, if I'm not mistaken, we have never actually spoken to each other. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. I, uh, I recognize your voice, of course, from, from your podcast, but... Mm-hmm. You probably never heard me before. I don't think I've ever heard your voice. Uh, so far, uh, it's pretty good. I think I like it. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so let's. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take these questions in order in the order I presented them. Uh, so let's start with number one. How are you doing? That was number one. Yeah. Um, crap. I'm not prepared for that one. That's okay. Uh, Here, I'm gonna do a professional host thing, and I'm gonna prompt you. Uh, you used to live, then correct me if I'm wrong, you used to live in the greater Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, and you have since moved to sunny California. Is that still correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And what, what It wasn't part- even the greater Milwaukee area, though. I lived right in the heart of Milwaukee. Oh, okay. So it was I the don't know. Le- I'm, I feel like I have to be a snob about that. That's fine. No, I, I understand. Milwaukee uh, can be, um, there are some, certainly some suburbs of Milwaukee that um, if you didn't live there, you wouldn't necessarily want people to think you lived there. Because uh, living in some of those suburbs would maybe uh, uh, allow people to think uh, certain things about you that wouldn't be true. Is that correct? That's correct. About how lifestyle are you, how choices are so, and things? Maybe. How are you so aware of the, the differences across the greater Milwaukee area? Uh, I was uh, born and raised in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, uh, really? Oh, I guess I did. I think I remember hearing that about you. Yep. My, yep. Uh, my, uh, my lovely wife... Mm-hmm. Uh, spent her adolescence in Green Bay, so she partially grew up in Green Bay, actually. Like as a uh, as a younger child? Uh, starting in eighth grade, actually, and then through her like high school years. Oh, what high this is this is great for the listener. What high school did she go to? Preble. Preble High School. That's where all my cousins went to high school. Uh, but you went good. to? I went to. Um, my family moved. Out uh, toward uh, kind of in a suburb, I guess if Green Bay can have suburbs. Uh, I went to Bayport High School, which is, oh. but yeah, they uh, they would have played uh, each other. Our team, our our, our local uh, sports team, or high school sports teams would have played each other certainly. Um, sweet, sweet man, go Pirates! Uh, so you live in California. What do you do? You used to uh, work at a, a bookstore. Is maybe not the right term. Uh, you used to work at some sort of poetry co-op or something. I'm, I'm, I'm mangling this, but it doesn't matter anymore because you don't do that no. in California. What do you do in California? 
I work for the city of Santa Barbara presently. Okay. Um, and that, that, is that going well for you? It's going all right. Yeah. It's just government a job, work. Right? Yeah. yeah. And your, uh, your lovely wife, is, is, was she the impetus for you moving out there? Or did you just decide to, to uh, pursue warmer climates? No, I actually hate. I mean, like, I I prefer the Midwest in terms of uh, in terms of climate. Um, oh, okay. It's kind of boring out here, where it's just like sunny and seventy degrees every day. At least by my taste, mm-hmm. it's nice sometimes, but you know, you can get boring too. Uh, yeah, she's she's doing uh, a PhD at University of California at Santa Barbara. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's interesting. I was out uh, not terribly long ago in Los Angeles, just uh, on a little weekend trip, and. I was asking some people that live there because I hate the weather here, here being uh, Minnesota right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because a lot of people brought up that idea of it being boring, of, you know, of it being kind of just sunny and, and pleasant every day. And I wonder, you know, it's kind of a grass is always greener situation, I suppose. But I wonder if dealing with uh, harsher weather and, and things like that, and the things that are maybe, you know, come along with harsher weather, if that's something that helps kind of shape a person's sensibilities? Like, I mean, do, do you think that weather plays that big of a role in, 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 you know, how a person sees the world? Or is it just, uh, or, is it, or is it maybe more the, the, the general population of that area? Or do I don't, you not I think, care? What, no, I, I, think, I think that's a very interesting thing to think about um i'm no expert i think a variety of factors go into it i've certainly known i I certainly feel being very i had never even been to california before we moved out here okay uh uh, so i certainly feel like there's a difference from people who are native to like southern california and especially maybe even the santa barbara area uh certainly different from people milwaukee um both both are nice but they're sort of they're sort of nice in different ways. And I think, uh, so I don't know, the, the weather and, and maybe uh, access to, to different things. You know, Santa Barbara is also a very affluent area, sure. whereas um, most of the places that I lived in Milwaukee were, uh, were you know, like working class, uh, kind of lower middle class areas. Yeah. yeah and so I think, you know, like the socioeconomic uh, conditions also probably play a big role in, in people's demeanors or... What have you? Yeah, uh, I I think that's true. There's there's some, I don't know. There's some maybe it's maybe it's bullshit pride, but there's uh, there's like pride that goes and it seems like people from the Midwest, you know, when when they see the news and and uh, Atlanta gets a, an inch of snow and everything grinds to a halt and we all think it's hilarious or or you know the you know they don't they don't uh, they don't have to go through that kind of the, that kind of thing and and it's I don't know whether maybe it's like I said false pride or something maybe it's just a way to to, I don't know, mitigate the, the fact that uh, we live in terrible flyover states. But um, <laughs> uh, let's move on to question number two. Uh, question number two has uh, to deal directly with Knotgrass. You were a contributor to Knotgrass for some time. I believe you started before I started. I, think you I were, did, yeah. just a bit, yeah. Okay. So um, you live out in California now. You're, doing, uh, you're working for the shady government. Uh, so what, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, it's been, what? Approximately 280 days since the death of Knotgrafts, I think. Um, have you? I mean, besides the big move, what else uh, have you been up to? Are you still are you still writing places, or or not, or what, what do you do to pass your time? 
Uh, I did. I I did a little bit for rotographs for for a while. Oh, that's uh, right. Sure. For a little while, had a regular Friday spot, and I think I wrote something. Um, I think I wrote something for tech. You tech certainly class. did. I was yeah. just going to bring that up. Yep. Yep. I yeah. remember that. And I mean, that that was fun. I kind of got burnt out on it, though. I didn't feel like. Well, first of all, I don't feel like I'm good enough at fantasy baseball to actually write about that. So that was always weighing on my conscience. But it's <laughs> uh, never actually a prerequisite. Just say so you no. Know, you can always jump back into that whenever you want. Yeah, and Eno was gracious enough to say. I kind of told him that I needed to. I was burnt out on it, and I couldn't. I couldn't keep up anymore. And he didn't like. He's. I still have my access to it if I ever want to post or sure. contribute in any way, which is which is great. And that makes me. Uh, it makes me love the Fangraphs family even as a whole, not just the Knockrafts family. There's there's a lot of good people there. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a fraternity, so to speak. Uh, one in that it's all dudes. Um, well, there was one lady, uh, 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 the very lovely uh, Wendy Thurm, who used to write for Fangraphs. But um, yeah, but then there's also yeah, there's kind of also a you're always welcome back kind of feel to it. Um, yeah, to the whole to the whole Fangraphs family, which I always thought was kind of cool. But there's just um, oh, other than that, I should mention that this was this was a big this was number one on my list of wanting to mention. Okay. Uh, some listeners might know that I uh, created a book of Dane Perry writings, mm-hmm. uh, Drinking with Boiler Yard Clark. Nobody can ever say that on the first try. <laughs> I'm not even going to try a second time. Uh, and I'm, I'm doing a similar book, although it's not necessarily baseball-based, for Carson Sestouli, mm. our beloved founder of Not Graphs. Um, so he's writing so, a book so, and you're publishing it? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of the stuff that he, he wrote on his, um, the, the, new enthusi- the New Enthusiast blog. Sure, yep. If you're familiar with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of stuff from there. And so similar thing, you know, like all of Dane's pieces that were in the chapbook that I did for him uh, had appeared in some form on Not Graphs first. And gotcha. so this is the same thing. I really like, I guess I'm growing more attached to the idea of like publishing the internet on paper. <laughs> it's just such a, it just like sort of encapsulates the, the futility of, of life, I guess. Of everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Of existence. So. Well, that's cool. I think that that's going to be a good, that'll be a cool project. It, have you, now you made Dane Perry's book, uh, which, of which I own a copy and it's a lovely, um, it's a lovely tome. Uh, I've read it a few times. Have you now? From what I understand, you m- kind of made those by hand, pretty much. Is it, that correct? Yeah, I like assembled them by hand and did like all the, if you can call it, graphic design or you know just like laying out the text and pictures and stuff like that. Did and you, a buddy of buddy of mine did like that, the print of Clark that's on the cover. Oh, that kind of yeah impression kind of thing. Uh, is yeah. is the yeah it looks great did you did you have you learned things from the first process that uh that you think will aid you uh, the second go around with Sistuli's book yeah i'm well i the, the thing is that was actually probably maybe the 6th or 7th book that i did oh Dane's my apologies so but none of the before that it was it was um a bunch of different poets uh you know just single poet volumes um mm-hmm. and then when i got involved with not graphs. I really, I just wanted to do a book for Dane and, um, and, and Carson is, is a weird thing. Uh, it's weird. That is a true statement. Uh, Carson is a weird thing. Yep. He is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. No, he, he's, he's been a person who sort of combines, 
uh, different parts of my world because he was sort of plugged into the small press poetry world. Uh, and I think that's part of why he let me write for not drafts. Um, hmm. And I'd say that's one of the poor decisions that he's made, but we all know that he's made a number of poor decisions in yeah, his there's, life. It's almost uh, innumerable at this point. So I think you're just kind of somewhere in the middle now, so you shouldn't have to worry yeah. about it. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that now. <laughs> uh, so as I mentioned before, you wrote uh, uh, pretty extensively for for not graphs. Um, if we would move on to question number three, uh, favorite posts ugh, favorite posts that you have written uh, for Notgraphs. Did, did anything come to mind when I prompted you for that uh, in my previous email? Yeah. Uh, I really liked... Um, I wrote a very cheeky summary of Trouble with the Curve mm. with a bunch of screen caps, captioned screen caps, and uh, I had by far the most fun writing that one. I remember just writing that and I worked on it for several hours, and I was just cracking myself up the whole time. So that was the most <laughs> fun to write. But I think the one that, like, my legacy at Knockrafts might be the Dale Thayer pieces. Those were popular, and, yeah. And I thought, I, I actually wanted, I should have, if we had more time to prepare for this little segment, I would have asked, actually, if I could have done the segment as Dale Thayer. <laughs> and that might have been more interesting than, uh, than the responses I'm giving giving right now but nonsense i find you a delight to talk to you. the 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 dale thayer post was I, I mean well when i was talking to when i was talking to blackman yesterday um we were talking we, we kind of got on the topic of of themes uh or kind of reoccurring um material that can be used and how how much of maybe a crutch it can be but in maybe not necessarily a negative but a positive sense in that anytime you can be prompted anytime you can th have to think less uh about creating a piece of fiction the better uh th when when the onus isn't on you to to you know um be 100% creative all the time that's always helpful is that something that you found uh, with Dale Thayer, was it some you know sometimes it, it like was it nice knowing that you always had that in your back pocket if you if you needed to go to it? I think so. Uh, more more than anything, I just sort of ocu enjoyed occupying that voice or that that Certainly. line of thinking. Um, and I can see how it can be. Yeah, it can, you can consider it a crutch, but uh, which which it is. But it's also. Uh, it's just also an open door that you can keep, you know, keep going through or a hole that you can keep digging into. I don't know. I'm not very good at metaphor. No, I think, uh, <laughs> I think that's a good, I think that's an, inch, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, the, there's that phrase, uh, they keep going back to that well, but you know, if the well still got water in it, there's, there's, there's not really anything wrong with that. Also being creative is super hard, especially being creative on a deadline. Uh, or a yeah. pseudo deadline, or and, you know, and being expected to create a certain amount of content uh, in a given time frame can be really difficult and daunting and terrifying and frustrating. So, um, no, I never thought of it that way, uh, like as as a crutch for you, because I, I think you're exactly right. You you seem to enjoy um, the kind of uh, being John Malkovich aspect uh, of those pieces, and <laughs> and I liked it. I always liked them. Uh, question number four, if you had to pick 
uh, some a, fa- a favorite post or a handful of posts that somebody else wrote, uh, what would you choose? Well, it's hard to beat. Uh, in my opinion, it, it's hard to beat Dane's banknotes Harper's piece. Yep. Pieces. I, I actually wanted to, um, and I offered this to him. I wanted to do like a banknotes Harper novella. Okay. <laughs> that I would design and put out, and I don't know. Maybe I mean we could even do that in ebook form, but uh, sure. or something like that. But I really love those. But I think the the piece that really defines Knockrafts for me was not even a Knockrafts post because it preceded Knockrafts, as like when Carson was sort of coming into his own shorts uh, <laughs> <laughs> at Fangraphs, and then you know Appleman created, you know was prompted to create Knockrafts for him. Uh, it was this piece about Mark Bellhorn uh, and how, like, it was a thing of beauty how Mark Bellhorn only s- swung at pitches in, like, this, you know, like, two-inch by two-inch square of the strike zone. And, right. And it, was, it had that, you know, very identifiably Sistulian voice. Uh, and I think that just, it made me realize that, like, that baseball writing or sports writing or whatever could be different things. And I'm sure there were people who had done plenty of that kind of stuff before Sestouli, um, people who had really unique voices and uh, that I either missed or had forgotten about. But that really, that really attached me to like that site and to Carson himself and to, to thinking about how I could like use my kind of wackiness to, to, and own, earnestness to to write some good stuff about baseball or at least try to well yeah that was always the thing uh about knockrafts is is uh there wasn't really like you said there may have been people who had uh their own distinct styles uh of, of sports writing but there wasn't necessarily a collection uh for all of those types of pieces um until that i mean I'm, I, sh- I shouldn't say that there there certainly were places uh but but you know, Knockraft. Well, one being attached to uh, you know a fairly prominent website, one that is uh, only gained popularity. Um, you know, sometimes got Knockrafts in trouble, and sometimes uh, brought extra eyes to our little weird corner of the internet uh, that maybe people wouldn't have seen before. So, um, its its demise has been lamented um, to a great extent um, and celebrated. Uh, and celebrated, but that's the thing, right? Like it's, it's a, it's a burnout versus uh, fade away kind of question, right? Do you do you want? So you 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 basically have two. So as soon as you create something, you can uh, it's going to end at some point, and uh, it can end in either basically two questions or basically uh, two statements. It could be either I miss not graphs or I miss when not graphs was good. I mean, those are basically the two things that that can come out of that statement, and I think we avoided that second part, and that was important for for Carson, and it was important for Appleman, and is important for me, to be honest. You know, it was a little heartbreaking at first, but but uh, understanding that, you know, maybe it's best to kind of go out on top is a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. what about um? So. I, I feel bad. There, there was an attempt, and you, you had, uh, you had a nice little bit towards the end there, where uh, a report from Internet USA that Banknotes Harper had acquired Notgraphs and was turning mm-hmm. into Banknotes Industries, and then 
I, I, you know, I never wrote a single thing for that, although I, I always wanted to, but I think there was just, you know, there was just something that was lost and, um, and some good things have been posted there for sure. Certainly. At, at big note, bank notes industries. Uh, but I just never, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if I lose interest in things too quickly or I don't know what it is, but I, I, I do regret not having posted there yet. But how, do you care to comment on that endeavor? I'd like to get your take on that. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Banknotes Industries, it started basically, there was a few people um, that had reached out uh, after the Knockgrass announcement um, saying, hey, I want to, like, this should still exist somewhere. I want to help. Um, let me know what I can do. Um, one of them being uh, Brian Reinhardt, uh, who you may know as well, Beard Englishman. Uh, yes, like, yes. Comment threads. Um, he was very adamant about uh, it not going away, you know, uh, understanding that it couldn't exist in its current form, but but um, maybe not uh, having to go away entirely. Um, and so, and I had that kind of same idea as well. Now, uh, it should be noted that I have, besides the introductory post, uh, written absolutely nothing for Banknotes <laughs> Industries. Uh, I own the domain. I uh, created the uh, WordPress site and... Uh, basically learned CSS over a weekend to, to get it all working. It's really hard to actually make a terrible looking website, um, like make a website look terrible on purpose. You know what I mean? Like if you've been when you're site, saying you achieved that with banknotes industries. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost kind of hard, like all the, you know, especially with WordPress, right? Nobody wants to sell you crappy themes. Yeah. So they yeah, all yeah. like, this looks pretty, I mean, it can look kind of crappy in a sense, like this is boring or this interests me, you know, in no, no way. But um, but to make it actually look sparse and kind of give it that um, you know giant Zach Morris cell phone kind of look to a website is actually uh, a lot harder than I thought it would be. I actually thought it'd be a lot easy, a lot easier. But um, yeah, so so I had that idea and I brought it up with Carson um, because I knew that um, that uh, Fangraphs owns the the or at least did at the time uh, the domain notgraphs.com. Um, which was never utilized, but I thought perhaps it could be. And then, and then I was talking to Carson about it, and we kind of came to the agreement that it should be uh, its own thing, and uh, that it should also also uh, pay homage to um, Dane's work uh, because he would certainly not write for this thing for free. So uh, we were paying for, uh, or uh, we were you know kind of giving him uh, an homage to with the site. Uh, but yeah, I think it's good. Um, uh, Woodrum writes a lot there. Uh, uh, Wilbur Englishman. Uh, Brian writes a lot there. Um, Pascal is still is still quite active on it. We've even even had a couple new uh, faces join the fold. I've basically given everybody um, carte blanche to do whatever they want. Um, like if they wanted to write for it, all they had to do was ask. Um, so, if anybody out there is listening who would like to contribute to Banknotes Industries, seriously, just like just ask me on Twitter or something. We'll work it out. I'll give them a. I'll give you a login. Like it's, you know, just don't break it. Basically, I haven't ever backed this thing up. So if you guys break it, it's dead. <laughs> just so you know. But uh, Bobby Bauman, if you ever want to, just let me know. I, I if you don't have a login, I can certainly create one for you very easily. No, no, I have a login because I said originally that I wanted to contribute, and that's why I feel bad. And you gave me, you went through the trouble of uh, creating a login for me, and and then I. Uh, I never did anything with it. It happens. I haven't either. Well, you know, then um, 
But you're doing a lot of other stuff. So. Right. TechRefs started up, and, and although um, the, the demise of Notgrafts and the beginning of TechRefs were not at all related, despite what some people still are angry at me for for no reason, um, <laughs> it, it, uh, it was something that kind of came along at the, uh, on separate channels, but at the same time. And uh, that's uh, certainly taken up a lot of my time, and I've been uh, writing elsewhere for a little bit. Um, I've been, I've, I work very hard to neglect my podcast um, because that hasn't been updated in, in a long time, and I have to work on that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that was very things, good, by the way. I hope you do. Uh, I hope you do get back to it in some form and someday. I will. I will. I, I'm thinking, and I don't want to necessarily. Well, it doesn't really matter, but I'm wondering if if um, Stealing Home shouldn't exist as kind of a wintertime podcast. Um, oh, that's, one, that, that's a beautiful thought. Yeah, I, I think because that's, it, it's, a, it's a show about, um, I'm sorry, can you hear that? People are like logging on to Skype right now and it's beeping. So I apologize to the listener because that's probably going to make it onto the audio. Um, but yeah, it's a, you know, it's a show about history and culture and it's not about the day-to-day stuff. And you can get so much of the day-to-day stuff and listen, none of this is an excuse for, for why I, I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything because I've been busy. Um, but summers are busy for me. So I think the combo of I would like to do more episodes like over the winter months. Kind of it, my dream would be to have it between, um, you know, kind of the end of the World Series and the beginning of spring training. Kind of span it through that. Um, kind of like TV shows do. You know, they, they air during the winter when people aren't doing stuff. Um, and I think that might be the best the best option for me. Um, so we'll see. It, either way, I'm going to get back into it at some point. But it's it takes a long time to put together, and I'm just you know running really short on time. So well, that's hey, that's that. okay, man. <laughs> I appreciate the kind words, though. Um, hey, listen, we're approaching uh, half an hour already. Um, we are. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm going to let you go. No, that's fine. I, I do enjoy talking to you. Like I said, this is. Uh, this is our first time meeting, so it was nice to both meet you and catch up with you. Um, I hope everything. Are you so? Once uh, the uh, your lady friend's uh, PhD is done, you guys is it is it basically wherever your uh, jobs are available? Are you going to stay in California, or are you going to, or it's up in the air at that point? Uh, the the former, whatever. Um, there there are very the money. Follow the money, Bowman. Follow yeah. the money. Yeah. For for me, the, it's been follow the debt, but so far, um, but right. <laughs> no, it's it, there. There are very few places that we wouldn't go given the right opportunity. Basically, the deep south, um, maybe St. Louis because I hate the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean that seems reasonable. That's a reasonable way to approach things. And uh, uh, and other than that, you know, like uh, there's there's some cool things in the United States, or or perhaps overseas, or you never know. Uh, Across the border into our wonderful neighbor Canada. Sure. So uh, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. Until then, I'll keep uh, working for the government, and, um, <laughs> and and who knows what. I do want to say. So this might this might air on Thursday. Is that correct? Uh, probably. I'm thinking. Okay. Hopefully. Well, then I just wanted to say that tomorrow night, which by the time this airs will have been yesterday night, uh, last night. Yeah, I should say uh, it will have been Kendall Graveman night in America. How so? Uh, oh, he's pitching. He's pitching on Wednesday. Oh, I see. Okay. And I, I've I've grown quite attached to the trials and tribulations of the young Kendall Graveman this season. 
Um, and I encourage all listeners to uh, to find to find uh, an off the beaten path player with whom to identify because it can make uh, it can make life more meaningful. And when uh, you know, in the moments when there seems to be little meaning, which is most of the time, right? Yeah. Well, for people like us, maybe. Oh, also. certainly, people like us. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, listen. If it doesn't go up, if it don't, if it's too late, they can always go back uh, MLB TV. That some bitch and uh, you know, yeah. check it out. Uh, you know, uh, even though it occurred in the past, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's pretty much the present for you. Uh, <laughs> so there That's you go. Good. That's a good way to think. I like that. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't seen it, the past, if you haven't seen it, is pretty much the present for you. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's Great. something. It's something. Uh, Bobby B., thank you so much uh, for talking with me. If, if you're ever uh, in flyover country again, please look me up. Um, I would love to buy you an adult beverage of some kind. Yeah. Um, are you are you in the, in or around the Twin Cities? Yeah, I'm in Minneapolis proper. Oh, great. Um, I, I, I really love the Twin Cities. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, they so, they uh, uh, they have their own they have their charms. That's the, I can I can think of a lot worse places to live. Certainly, uh, well, if you're ever yeah, but if you're ever around, uh, uh, look me up, and we will reminisce over adult beverages. How does that sound? That's great. Likewise, if you're ever in uh, in L.A. or somewhere else in Southern California, I can probably get to. I will do. We'll do. Thanks, All right, David. Sir. Uh, yeah, thank you for your time, and uh, good luck uh, in the future. And we'll talk to you later. Cool. All right. Bye bye. Bye-bye. That's what friends are for. Patrick. Patrick. Hey, David. Hey, how are hey. you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks. Am uh, I the last person on the, uh, the lineup? I, uh, I believe so, yeah. I think you are. Uh, hey, I'm getting a little bit of me in the, like a little bit of feedback. Could you hmm. maybe uh, bleep your volume down just a, a notch or two? Sure thing. How's that? Uh, I think that's good. Yeah, okay. that sounds good. You sound great, as always. Okay. I hope, I hope it's fairly quiet. There's people suddenly rumbling downstairs in the uh, shared office. Oh, no, that's... A, I mean, it's fine. I have a, a window open um, because I'm upstairs, and there are always just people on the street. So we're going to get a little ambient noise, but that's okay. Okay. They seem uh, to be slamming every single door in the building all of a sudden. <laughs> oh. Maybe maybe, they're, maybe you're getting robbed. Do you want to pause yeah, and be. check? I don't know. I you know. Well, that'll make for good audio if it if it turns out they just bust into whatever room you're in. It'll be True Detective season three. I don't see why not. Couldn't be any worse than season two. Uh, so, a um, couple things uh, required by law. I'm letting you know. Do you understand that you are being recorded? I do understand that fact. Do you understand that uh, you, your recording may be edited or not edited in any given way, shape, or form at the discretion of the host, i.e. me? <laughs> I don't remember doing this with Sistuli. Yes, I, I give you permission to, to edit me into saying something terrible. <laughs> I didn't really mean it that way, but I, uh, I'm glad <laughs> I have your consent. Yeah, that was all made up. I, I didn't really mean it, but I just like to make sure you're on your toes. Um, I'm also drinking a whiskey. Because oh, nice. It's 7.30 where I am, and I'm not. No, that's great. It's 5.30, and I'm still at work, and will continue to be so. Let's, uh, let's, so, yeah. let's start from the beginning. Uh, question number one, I'm going to ask in the order in which I present you the questions. Uh, question number one, how are you doing? Uh, I feel like Mike LaValliere. I don't right understand now. that reference. That's okay. He was a catcher in the 80s. I feel like a, a groggy, tired Greg Luzinski. 
Okay, that reference I do understand. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. Now, how are you, how are you Mr. Temple? Oh, I'm well. I, okay. I think you're the first person to ask me how I'm doing, which feels nice. And this is why you're my favorite. Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, uh, I'm glad. I, this, I, I'm realizing now how much of a nightmare it's going to be to edit this thing, but that's okay. I'm willing to sacrifice uh, for, for the greater good. Well, um, I, I didn't tell you this ahead of time, but I do like to take three, four-minute pauses to think before I answer every question. So I hope that's not a problem. <laughs> it's a, we, we, we have uh, 90 minutes until uh, a show that I need to watch comes on, and uh, I don't have DVR anymore, so I actually have to be there to watch it at 9 o'clock. Huh. But I think we'll be okay. okay. Um, so last time we spoke was at the uh, f- uh, Great Fangraphs get-together um, at a resort location in the greater Phoenix area. Um, you, uh, at the time were working for some sort of place that I don't remember anything about. That's Are you still doing that thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. I am in that, I am in the building of that place right now. Okay. Now you used to be a teacher and then, you, and then you got wise and you decided to go where the money, you decided to follow the money. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was also really terrible at it. Uh, teaching, at teaching is, is really a lot of multitasking and, uh, and it also requires you to be friendly all the time. Ooh. And uh, those were incompatible with my lifestyle. <laughs> yes, with your personality choices. I need to conserve. That's fair. That's fair. You also have a, um, a daughter who is, uh, I don't know, uh, like between the ages of one and five. That this falls into those categories. Yes, she just turned two. Oh, okay. Nailed it. Yeah. Split the difference. How's that going? It's going well. I, uh, I have not... Uh, scarred her yet as far as well she can talk a little bit so if i have scarred her at least we'd see some hints of it um i actually spend a vast majority of my time sitting next to her um she is old enough now that she can engage in multiple activities um reading uh, playing with dolls uh coloring and most of the time i'm not really necessary for that task but she demands that i sit there and so she'll pat the floor and say daddy sit and I do because I can't contemplate the alternative. And so I'll sit there and she will continue to do that task. And I think that's pretty much it. I'm, I think I'm just moral support. That's okay. Um, I don't want to color with her because then, you know, I'm so much better at coloring than she is. And I don't want to right. demoralize her. And then you're an adult who's coloring. Right. Well, that too. Oh, that is, it is, uh, you know, oddly peaceful in a way. Yeah, I've, I've free found- order. I've, uh, I've, I've recently, uh, more in the winter months when there's very little to do, uh, in my part of the country, um, well, very little to do outside, right? Um, you know, you can go for walks and stuff like I'll take my dog for a walk maybe, but you can only do that for so long before, uh, you are, uh, you know, uh, putting yourself in harm's way, uh, due to frostbite and whatnot. So, uh, I've, I've been searching for indoor activities, uh, indoor activities that don't involve staring at a screen. Because for my day job, I stare at a screen. And then for my part-time job as a uh, uh, writer slash editor, I stare at a screen. So I've been uh, uh, turning to the arts and crafts. And not a necessarily, well, I I suppose it's slightly therapeutic. But not in a, hey, look what I did. I'm going to share it with the world. It's more of a, hey, this is something I can concentrate on that is better for my eyes and my brain. Because I think it's bad for your brain, too. or Or you're not supposed to do it before you go to bed. I think, or look at screens before you go to bed because the blue light tricks your brain into thinking it's morning. I think, I think that's a study I read. Uh, so anyway, if you if you do what I'm saying, Patrick, is if you do 
feel like coloring, I say go for it because you might find it cathartic a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the, the in, for your winter scenario, of course, coloring would be more therapeutic for you because uh, your life outside would be dominated by crushing relentless whiteness of snow. Like gray. It's like we, dirt, we, dirty yeah. snow. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the same color gray. It's, the, the ground is the same color as the sky. It all blends together and it's terrible. It, it sounds delightful, actually. <laughs> it, you know, there's times I guess I, well, you only miss... Snow. I mean, snow can be good for a lot of things, right? Um, there's certain romantic qualities to it, uh, but you know, and but and that's what you see. Uh, so today I was watching. Um, watching is a strong word, but I work from home, you know, so I uh, tend to turn things on to have background noise, and a lot of the time that's podcasts. But I've, I'm kind of running out of podcasts, or I'm running out of podcasts. I I I don't want necessarily have to pay attention to, you know. Uh, so when yeah. I'm working, I like to have just kind of background noise podcasts. Sports podcasts are pretty good for that. Uh, comedy ones are pretty good for that. But uh, anyway, so I was watching uh, uh, a string of Law and Order spe- special victim units, victims units. Uh, victims unit, yeah, I think it's okay. yeah. Uh, that was on pretty much all day on the USA Network, uh, America's Network, and they were they were outside in Manhattan and it was snowing, and it looked nice. And you know that's the that's the kind of snow that you go, oh well, that's you know that looks that's aesthetically pleasing. But, you know, those people don't have to dig their cars out of the street or, you know, shovel their walk or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, it's the first snow of the season can be can be delightful. But after it gets pretty old pretty quick. Uh, you are living in this. St- it, so it's it's a diverting thing at best. I'm sorry. Say that again. We only get one snow a year here in Seattle. So it's it's a diversion. It's a pleasant little uh, episode in our lives. So, you, OK, so it's yeah. most it's right. If you get precipitation, it's rain. And then it's pretty like, much mist, a clinging, mist. sad mist. <laughs> I've only been uh, through your fair city once uh, for a very short amount of time. I was uh, making my way to Vancouver, um, but I, what I what I did see of it, I did I did enjoy. Uh, but it was also uh, in the middle of the summer. No, was it? No, it was winter. I was there for the yeah. Really, but for some reason it was pleasant. Maybe because there was. I came from a place that had snow on the ground and there wasn't. And so I thought the weather was maybe a lot nicer than it was, but it was still probably, I don't know, what do you get there, like 50s or something? Yeah. Something like yeah. I think it's, it's all about moderating expectations with Seattle. It's it's not quite as terrible as the uh, the advertising makes it out to be. Um, <laughs> is the advertising makes it uh, well, yeah, a I mean, terrible ad council over there? You know, as we reduce every, every city and every piece of culture down to three adjectives, Seattle would be, uh, you know, rainy... Uh, I can't even remember the third. It's just rainy coffee, basically. That's it. And fish. Fish yeah, isn't I an guess, adjective. Though. Yeah, we throw the fish. That's four words, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did enjoy some seafood while I was out there. I, I liked it, but uh, it was very clean. I remember that being one of the the highlights of it. Uh, is that everything, at least kind of in the greater downtown area, you know, closest to wherever the bus station was, I guess, or no, well, it was the train station, was uh, was clean. Uh, let's. I'm I'm out of questions to ask, so we may come back to something, but for now I'm going to move to question number two. Uh, question number two, what have you been up to since Knotgrass died? Uh, I know you've been contributing a little bit, uh, maybe more than a little bit, to uh, Lookout Landing uh, uh, It's various in various capacities. And also, uh, at Baseball Prospectus, are both of those statements true? Yeah, I, uh, I basically, uh, what I've done since Knotcraft died is write Knotcraft articles. And then I, uh, right. I give them to other websites and try to trick them into publishing them. 
You've had stuff at the Hardball Times as well, I remember. Right, yeah. My last Hardball Times article was basically a Notgraphs article, and uh, I don't really know why they posted it, but... Content, Uh, um, that's why. Because because everyone loves you, that's why. Hashtag content. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I'm writing at uh, those places sporadically. I I basically, now that I have a two-year-old... Whoop, Patrick. I want, which is usually like, you know being a, a good husband and everything, but occasionally I'll write as well. Um, yeah, I'm writing for BP right now. Um, uh, they never accept the knockoff stuff, so that's been very difficult. Mm. Uh, the other thing is that uh, looming on the horizon, I'll be helping out uh, Mr. Miller and Wojciechowski in editing next year's BP annual, uh, which will be very exciting. Uh, yeah. Sense that I don't have to do it yet, and so I, it's just <laughs> it's fun and not uh, crushingly... Uh, crushingly laborious yeah editing is it's better you know i just started doing it not terribly long ago uh in a real capacity and uh, i guess you know if the volume of work is is a good amount then then yeah that can certainly be stressful or like you said laborious uh but editing is not is not so bad because it's it's nice that um like when i write the um the read the reread is always my favorite part because all the hard stuff's out of the way and then i get to just kind of enjoy the work and then just tweak it a little bit to make sure all my verbs and subjects agree and all that kind of stuff uh so it's it's not that bad i don't know i suppose for there's for for me it's a i edit it and then i post it you know so there's no back and forth i kind of rule with an iron fist uh, mostly for time constraint purposes you know but um having been edited for certain online places um uh yeah it it appears that they put uh maybe not, i don't want to say more work but you know there's there's more back and forth i guess there's more revisions than just one or you know 1.5 so right. i can imagine that that would be well you've written for that before right so you you kind of understand that process yeah I, I actually really enjoy a fierce editing battle um i like to go back and forth and argue and and uh and it, it, every time I have to fight for something, it turns out so much better than if I just let it go and or give it one pass. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy editing. Part of it is that I enjoy being part of creating something without the uh, without the desperation of coming up with new ideas. Yep, uh, that's the worst part. <laughs> it is the worst part. It's the best part when you do it, and it's the worst oh, part man. in the world when you can't. Yeah, that's um, exactly right. It's <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> So, uh, but I also, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the annual because I, I really like the, um, I like the brevity of the player capsule. The 130 words or the 140 words is just enough to, to be a nice, uh, a nice little, uh, witticism without having to be an entire point or entire, uh, you know, article in itself. I think it's a, right. it's a good length. I remember when, um, when I was still writing for Notgrass, and then uh, I would contribute to the the Fangrass Plus uh, write-ups, which are somewhat, I mean, different kind of format, may, maybe, but uh, somewhat similar, uh, as in you know those player caps for mm-hmm. for the the baseball prospectus annual. And and Eno is always nice enough to give me either the weird guys or uh, the dudes who had obviously retired. Yeah, you know, oh, like those are the best ones. Those were I I had so much fun with those, and I felt bad because I knew I was getting paid the same amount. As the people who had to actually put like real work into it, and then uh, 
but then I, you know, like I, yeah, or it was just either the quad A guys or, um, you know, I, I remember I had, uh, I had Mar- Mariano Rivera the year after he retired. I had, um, why am I blanking on his name? This super old guy who pitched forever. I'm picturing uh, his face. Ad, not Atchison. Uh, no, no, no. Like the really, like the guy who was a joke. People are yelling into their phones right now in in their cars. The guy who was pitching for I, so on. long. What? Bro, I'm still stuck in that late '80s zone. No, no. He just he just ended. He he pitched for the Rockies and the Phillies, and he pitched. He was in his like 40s. Ugh, this is embarrassing. I'm so glad we can cut this part out. Nope. We are, we are no, this is part. going in. This oh, is really? this is the part where how educated we are. How what experts? I don't even know how to look what this up. How do I look this up? How do I look this up? How do I look this up? Longest pitcher careers. Well, Moyer, you're talking about Moyer. Jamie Moore, thank you. you seri- wait, 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 wait. I forgot his name. You, I, I, no, 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 no. You, you, you forgot his name, but you also identified Jamie Moyer, the guy who pitched for the Rockies. He pitched for the Rockies at toward yes, the end, like once. Well, yeah, but that's what I was getting at. That like th- towards the end of his career, he's getting very old, and he ended up pitching for the Rockies. Uh, I apologize. I just couldn't pull I'm not his sure name. Any and then fans remember the Jamie Moyer picture. <laughs> I do this thing where there are um, Rockies fans, right? <laughs> right. They're, they're, no, they exist. Uh, yeah, I do this thing where if I can't remember something, I immediately panic because I think I'm losing my memory a little bit. I mean, not in a, you know, in a like a like I have a clinical problem necessarily. I'm just getting a little bit older. Like today, I was trying to uh, remember the name of a computer store near my house, uh, and it's unfortunately not called computer store or that would have made it real easy yeah uh but i sat there for 10 minutes and i didn't want to google it because um because i also think that sometimes that uh attributes to you know kind of forgetting to remember things or or neglecting to remember things and i couldn't pull and i ended up having to look it up anyway but i spent 10 minutes uh trying to think of it so I, I think what you need to do is take a, take a sporacle quiz, a nice long one, and just retake it every day and measure whether you are actually succeeding. <laughs> make or or make like a sporacle quiz of my life, and then yeah, just like remind myself like one your wife's name, two your like your address, three your dog's name. <laughs> the, the diary of the twenty second century will be uh, will be a giant sporacle quiz. <laughs> <laughs> that is how we will be remembered. When so whatever civilization digs up uh, the remains of ours. Um, hey, listen, this probably won't go on the podcast, but I'm going to put you down for just one second and uh, open another window. Can you hold for just a second? Yeah, no problem. Okay. Don't go away. I'm still talking. I can't hear you, but I'm still talking to you. I'm moving to the back of this room. I'm opening a window. Okay, now I'm coming back. Can I put my headphones on? Felt like I was there with you that whole time. Yeah, well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave you uh, in the cold. Uh, so you've been uh, you've been one of the more active uh, writers of the people I've talked to. I know Woodrum still does some stuff. Um, some of it for me, some of it for other Fangrass properties. Uh, but it's good to hear that you're still writing because it's. Excuse me. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm always glad to read whatever you wrote, and uh, although we're not to the plug section of this interview yet. Uh, if people don't follow Patrick Dubuque on Twitter, they should because I really like—I want to say almost everything you put up, uh, put on there. Um, they are jokey in a sense, but also in a cerebral way. I don't know, and you don't overdo it, which is what I like too. Yeah, I don't have time. If I had more time, I'd probably—I'd uh, probably kill it. But 
I found myself, uh, and maybe this is the case for you. So, you know, when you first kind of got on Twitter, you started following a lot of baseball people, uh, writers maybe, or even just fans. And um, something I found myself doing, which I'm trying to stop because it annoys me so much when other people do it, is when uh, they will tweet something from a game that they're watching. Like, let's say they're, a, I don't know, a Cincinnati Reds fan. And they're watching a Reds game. And then they go, uh, then they'll just tweet like, nice job, Brandon Phillips. And then, you, and then you're like, well, are you being sarcastic or did you actually do a nice job? And also, why do I care? I'm not watching that game. Like, can you give me some, some context as to what happened? <laughs> you know, like, well, I'm just, not, it, I don't even expect a video clip, just maybe an explanation of, uh, even if like Brandon Phillips just made an amazing play or Brandon Phillips just made a boneheaded play. Like, at least that's something. It's not just like, way to go, dude. I know it's just our desperate need to connect to each other, right? And and we don't have time to actually connect, but we can lunge at some desperate tiny feeling into the cosmos and hope that it connects to someone. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do find myself doing it usually after I've been drinking a little bit and then I'll watch yeah. like an Astros game and then um something silly will happen or good or bad or whatever. And then uh I've tried to try to limit myself doing it and I'll catch myself doing it and delete it. Um, but whatever. I don't know if people do it. That's fine. I don't. It. I, yeah. You know. You can. It's that's. It's there to do whatever you want to do with it. But I've. Um. It's starting to. You know. D- while I'm kind of. If I'm. If I'm reading Twitter. Do it, like while. Uh, the general time that baseball games are being played. Uh, those things tend to fill my feed uh, a little bit. Let's move on to question number three. Okay. Question number three is. Uh, this is of course the Knockgrass reunion special. Um, which you know and which the listener knows but i haven't prepped it i haven't prompted that yet just so um okay. this is a knockgrass reunion special in which we talk about uh and, uh the death of knockgrass or or the life of knockgrass i suppose uh with knockgrass contributors question number three if you had to pick your favorite knockgrass post that you patrick dubuque wrote what would it be oh, this is hard um i know and i know you've read through every single oops sorry i know you've read through every single thing that you've written to try and come up with something well, all right. So, I'm sure that I'm the only person to try and cop out and do two. Um, That's fine. No one else would do that. The, so, the one I wanted to say was uh, I wrote a poem about Ken Phelps uh, that got one comment, and that one comment was one word. <laughs> Thank what was, you, Kyle. What was the word? Uh, it was Bravo. Which okay. you know, it was, there's, there's a lot of worse words. Exactly. Um, I can think of a lot that, right now. Yeah, and that that post was I worked so hard on that post. It was a. Uh, it was a version of Keats' Ode to a Grecian Urn. Uh, oh, that old chestnut. Yeah, yeah, everyone's favorite. <laughs> uh, written to uh, left-handed designated hitter Mariner of the 80s, Ken Phelps, mm-hmm. um, and specifically a plastic action figure. And I was so proud of it. And I knew no one was going to get it. But every time I read it, I, I still kind of smile a little bit. Um but no, that's not my real answer. My real answer would probably be an article that I wrote uh, the day the season ended last year um, about the Mariners. I had been writing for Lookout Landing a lot um, at that point because uh, the site's manager was on vacation, and so I was trying to fill in and write recaps. And the Mariners were, and it's kind of hard to believe this now, were in the thick of a playoff chase. Mm-hmm. They fell short by a single game that mm-hmm. they won at the end of the season. Uh, they were eliminated when the A's also won. Mm. Uh, and I had been writing about the Mariners, and the Mariners were doing well, and I hated it. <laughs> because even though I loved the Mariners, writing about the Mariners and writing about a team that was doing well 
was really, really stressful and kind of boring. And I felt really upset by it, and it, even while everyone else was really excited. And it was a strange, um, dissonant feeling. And so after the season ended, I wrote a piece for Knockgraphs about how I felt and why why I was so sad that the team was doing well without sounding like a complete jerk. Uh, it was called The Day After. And um, it kind of, like, I think it's probably my favorite piece because it's probably the best encapsulation I can think of for how I felt about Knockgraphs hmm. in that the purpose of winning was actually very tyrannical. Made everyone write the same way and care about the same thing. How to win and how how did they win last night? How are they going to win tomorrow night? And I wanted to just write about baseball for the sheer joy of it being played by people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so this year has actually been pretty liberating from that standpoint. Yeah, I wanted to I talk no to you about that. I, I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk to uh, to you about that because uh, uh, in previous interviews I brought up uh, with some writers, um, you know how they're how they're how they're let's say their favorite teams are doing or the the teams that they root for are doing. Uh, the Mariners, despite having perhaps uh, high hopes, or at least their fans having high hopes, and some projections having high hopes for them uh, at the beginning of the season, have not necessarily produced uh, up to those standards. Uh, does not look like they will. Uh, make it to the playoffs uh, as a person who's maybe had to write about the team or at least has followed the team uh, and followed the team for a long time as you have is there anything different about this losing Mariner season than any other I think for most people it's been the worst season in years simply because while they won't finish as badly they, the expectations were there and this was really the supposed to be the pinnacle this was the the capping of a five-year plan of a team gradually growing better and calling on all the patience of the fans. And Jack Zarenzik just kind of stumbling towards this goal of his. And it's all fallen apart. He'll get, the, the team will probably have to run out the same roster or nearly the same roster next year just because they have no choice. But it just all fell through, and, and everyone's very sad. And um, I... I love the Mariners. I'm I, I'm always envious slash confused by people like Sestouli who just have no no reference to any team and and are completely free. Um, and I can't be like that. I do care about my team most, but I don't care about them winning most. Um, sure. It's weird. Uh, well, I, no. they, they're they're trying, and so I, I I want them to be happy. I guess if this in want them to be people at all but really it's just watching baseball with people who other also watch baseball and you know cracking jokes at the same people on the screen i think i think um Sestuli's approach and i don't you know uh, i'm not I don't, i'm not pretending to to speak on his behalf but i think in a certain way Sestuli does have a team uh it's just comprised of many different players uh at perhaps even different levels of baseball uh, it's just not as convenient right. to watch them no. all. You and in a I mean? way, that's actually the most admirable because he's gone one step further than us in that he has created his team. It's a, it's an act of creation rather than a passive act of reception, well, and and that's great. I, I can't be that fickle. I can't give up on Charlie Blackman 
you know, three weeks after he uh, he makes the majors. He, you know, the first I remember the first Sistuli guy was that I remember was Colby Lewis, and mm-hmm. um, he hasn't talked about Colby Lewis in five years now, <laughs> because Colby Lewis is just the the Colby Lewis that Carson loved is gone now. Right, and that's I I don't think I'm capable of that. Well, and also, but he has the ability to because he uh, we're going to just say for the sake of argument that he writes about baseball for a living. Um, he has the ability to not only search out these players, but follow them on a somewhat regular basis, uh, at, at a deeper level and not feel like he's just been wasting his time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's, he's doing baseball research. So I, again, I, and I, I'm not, I'm not pretending to speak for him. Um, but there's also that rejuvenation of it too, where it's like, okay, Colby Lewis is done. Who's next? You know, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've told people before that. Like, uh, one of my life's goals is just to, uh, try and disappoint as few people as possible. (laughs) And, um, I think when you, when you follow players in the fashion that Sestuli is doing, you're setting yourself up to not necessarily be disappointed on a, on a grand scale, right? Because there's always, there's always a turnover. There's always, uh, some hot new thing in town that you can go chasing after, um, I don't know. That's what it seems like to me. And again, I'm probably way off base. But anybody who tries to 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 crack the uh, the ESO, ethos of Carson Sestouli is, is 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 a mad person. It's a Sisyphean uh, attempt. Uh, so let's move on to um, let's move on to number four. Unless there's something else about the Mariners you want to bring up. No, not at all. Let's Who's your if if you uh, is do you have a favorite Mariner uh, right I now? Mean, right now, like or, right now. No. No. I mean, I guess I have to say Felix, right? I mean, they're they're It would be a good choice. It would be a good choice. It would be a solid choice. Nobody would I, roll their eyes at you for making that choice. I but no, not 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 particularly. I, I care Hernandez, about them all, but they're they're actors. They're not they're they're people on the screen and so it's yeah, weird to care about what what I basically treat as fictional characters in a story that real people are playing. Yeah, I mean the way you consume it, they're not terribly unlike yeah. that, you know. No. It, but but when, you know, when when Tom Cruise is in a movie, uh, you know, I don't get attached. I, I guess people have favorite characters in movies too. I don't know, maybe on TV maybe shows I'm maybe I'm just disassociated who can't uh Well, I would say TV shows if you have, I mean, it's hard to make, I don't know, and I'm sure some people do, but it's hard to pick favorites in the span of 2 hours. Right. But, you know, if you have a long-running maybe TV show, that that I can see, you know, I definitely, you know, from the shows that I've watched, you know, uh, the whole series of, I've I've certainly had favorite characters. Yeah, no, I suppose that's true. I have favorite baseball players. They just none of them happen to be playing for the Mariners right now. I'd say that's fair. That's fair. I I do like um, I do like Felix Hernandez a lot. In that maybe part of it's because he plays in Seattle, and part of it is because he's been just so good for so long. But um, he's kind of. Well, he's kind of he's not old but he's kind of like an old man pitcher now he, like he's just he's just a, a guy who everyone has stopped being excited about i understand he gets a lot of support when he starts and he has his old section and stuff like that in the city of yeah. seattle loves him and they should yeah but he's just kind of a mainstay now which is weird when you think that he's what 29 or something yeah and his fastball has lost three ticks he one of the things that's interesting about felix is how how gently he's adapted to his own changing skill set yeah, in the way that you barely notice at all. Yeah, it's gradual. Uh, he's not a guy who's had to 
reinvent himself over the offseason because right you know he's just yeah like you said gently done it and he's been healthy for so long yeah being being really healthy helps with that i mean it it seems like with every start he's just becoming more and more of an anomaly more and more of an outlier uh from a guy who's never really needed he's never needed surgery i think he's only been on the dl once maybe or maybe even zero times i think he he went on the 15 day once okay while back the elbow thing but it was it wasn't serious yeah, no shoulder surgery, no elbow surgery, no even like leg injuries. He's just uh he's an interesting cat. Interesting cat. We're going to move on yeah. to question number 4. Um okay. because my headphones are making my ears sweaty. Um if you had to pick your favorite knockgrass post that someone else wrote, what would it be? Now there's a streak uh, going, so we're going to see if you continue that streak. I'm not going to tell you what it is though. Okay. Well, I, I know what mine is already. It's uh I would say that my favorite uh article of all time would be uh uh, a post called uh, "Watching the Day Young Dead Play," uh, poem by uh, Dane Perry. Yep. Beginning of We're five for five. Is it? Is it really? Yeah, I'm not. Well, uh, uh, for author, not for piece. Yeah. But, uh, yep. He is the. He's everybody's favorite. Yeah. But I, I do remember that piece, and it is. It is very good. His poetry just it it's it's um, it's discomforting how great he is and how easy he is at doing it. Yeah, um, it, got, I don't know if the I don't know if the book is still for sale. Robert's uh, chat. Well, I believe so. If it, if it if it isn't, then you should, you know, find a way to buy it anyway. It's it's fantastic. It's just just Dane's poetry, and it, it's you know, and it's pretty much all from Knotgrass. Right. I think it is. I think it is. Uh, uh, Bauman is also publishing uh, some works by Carson Sestouli in the near future. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll stuff from his, um, oh. from his from uh, his whatever stupid crap.com uh new enthusiast new enthusiast oh. uh writings so not baseball stuff but but oh, other things musings general news. musings yeah I'm, I'm excited to look that up too uh have you ever made uh, met dame perry in real life i have not okay it's it's a hard thing to explain he's not necessarily he's not uh his writing would suggest perhaps that he's a guy who controls the room that enters a room loins first if you will uh but he's not. Um, he, I'm not. This is not to say that he's he's um, standoffish or anything like that. Uh, I've met him a couple times. He's been more uh, than conversational and, and cordial with me. But he has a. He could easily be just a guy sitting in a corner booth at a cafe somewhere or at a bar uh, until you get to talk to him, of course. And then his his real life persona isn't terribly dissimilar from from his writing persona. Um, but uh, well, it's a slightly I- interesting dichotomy. Yeah, the thing about Dane is that you know, where he's got that earthy tone to his writing, that that masculinity, but it's so unforced, and that's that's the frustrating part from being mm-hmm. an inferior writer is that that you watch him and he doesn't seem like he has to try or exude or or dominate. He's, it's just so easily comfortable. Yeah, yeah his turn his turns of phrase are yeah. frustrating in that you know it probably didn't take him very long to think of that. Or he just thought of that turn of phrase weeks ago and decided that this was a good place to use it, uh, you know, whatever application it was. But, um, yeah, it is frustrating. He he and Jeff Sullivan both have that quality. Um, Jeff's certainly more, you know, Jeff Jeff writes more, uh, you know, analytical posts, but he still has he still has qualities to his writing. I mean, first of all, his his productivity is certainly something to be admired, but um, yeah. The way he, uh, the special way he can he can look at things. I, th- I think that's maybe it. Like Dane can say things in a real special way, and I think that Sullivan can see things in a, in a special way that 
that maybe not a lot of people can. And then, you know, also have the skill to, to put it on digital paper. Yeah, twice a day, man. I couldn't even do twice a week right now. It's rough. It's rough. I wrote a piece, uh, not even a long one, uh, for Fangraphs on Monday, uh, that went, which, which went up on Monday, uh, kind of a, you know, just a, a short thing about uh, Royals reliever Wade Davis. But uh, I, I came up with the idea basically on Sunday. And then I think it took me like, by the time it was all said and done, like four hours. And, and it's just, you know, it's like research. Even if you, if you just want to put a simple stat in something, that's, that's not, it's not like, um, you know, there's sorting that has to be done. There's clicking and there's searching and there's filtering and there's sorting that has to be done. And that is not a thing that takes zero seconds. It seems like it does because it's only for one sentence. You know, when you're reading it, it's just like, it almost seems like, and it, when anybody writes, it almost seems like this person just knows this stat, right? But that's certainly not the case. Like, you know, if you're looking at a scope of two years and you're looking at relief pitchers only who had so many innings or whatever the case is, um, and being able to do that, even the research part, the writing part's terrible enough, but all that research that he does to go into it twice a day, basically five times a week, uh, is not so. That's so well, crazy. The, the, the intuition is the other part. You have to you have to know that there's something at the bottom of that hole you're digging too. It's, oh yeah. Well, there's often not. That's the thing. So your talent is either um, turning that nothing into something or quickly being able to dig another hole. Yeah. And that's I don't think I have either of those skills, or maybe just not enough. It, it's got to take practice, and you know Jeff certainly had a lot of practice at it. Well, Patrick Dubuque, uh, listen, stay on the line for a second because uh, I want to talk to you about something, but um, definitely off the air material. But um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You're one of my favorite people. Um, do you have plans to go to Arizona next year? I know that's like way far away, but uh, are you even invited? Do I? Or do you I, have to be my plus one? I, I don't know. I, I didn't actually think I was invited last year, but I guess you're writing half the year at Knockrat the year at hardball times was enough to qualify me yeah I, I don't, well that's right you do hardball time stuff so you're automatically in well yep. you know i i'm sure you know sweden would prefer i wrote maybe more than once every three months i you know uh, we'll we'll test the uh, the absolute cusp of that uh, eligibility listen sure. if if david uh a supreme overlord or dark overlord or whatever you call him david appleman uh is many things but um one thing that he certainly is uh is generous so i don't think uh it would be a problem for you to come over and you would brighten everybody's day uh despite your speech patterns and general looks i think everyone likes having you around i i hope that's the case i doubt it but i hope so <laughs> all right uh yeah stick around uh for those listening uh that has been uh again one of my favorite people in the world patrick dubuque uh and so we're gonna say our fake goodbye now you understand there's a fake goodbye david thank you very much goodbye patrick goodbye david that concludes this episode of Fangraphs Audio. I want to thank my guests Mike Bates, uh, Jeremy Blackman, uh, Bradley Woodrum, Robert J. Bauman, and Patrick Dubuque. Uh, that's pretty much it. It was a long episode, so I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, my name is David Temple. Thank you for listening. This has been Fangraphs Audio. Fangraphs Audio.